This is Off The Sticks. My name is Killer. I'm joined by a couple of my boys. Y'all go ahead and do the whole intro thing. Yes, yeah, Corey. No, I'm not doing the intro. Fuck it. They know who it is. <laughs> I'm not going to introduce you this go around. You'll just just read the description. Y'all want to know who that phantom voice is at the side of the speak just then. They know who it is. But yeah, we got some... Some pretty interesting topics for y'all tonight on some real. So we're just going to get this conversation started, yo. A little bit of, uh, shall you say it's blowback, I guess, as far as the whole acquisition goes for Microsoft getting um, basically Call of Duty. It's called Activision, but basically getting Call of Duty. Um, Getting hit with a little bit there. And the fact that Phil Spencer decided to, um, he kind of came out and says he believes the scrutiny from regulators is fair and warranted. I'll be honest with you. In gaming, it works very similarly to baseball, to me. If you can pay me the most, and all I gotta do is show up to do my part. Whoever offers me the most money is who's gonna get my services. That's typically how baseball works. They don't really care about the pieces around them as much. More so is how much can I get for me? Microsoft came with the bag. And they have been just throwing this money everywhere. It's like a strip club up in that up in Microsoft. They're just throwing money everywhere. The fact that they're able to pull this off, I don't really too much care about the fact that people are putting them under scrutiny and saying, what about the gaming, gaming as a enterprise or whatever. Hey, if you don't have an Xbox, you better get PC because that's the only way you're not going to only way you're going to be able to see any type of gameplay there since Microsoft has their own has PCs as well. That'd be about the only way you'll get access to their stuff. So, I don't really know how y'all feel about the whole head of, about um what's buddy name Phil Spencer um saying that they're warranted that the um claims about the deal is fair and warranted. Honestly, I don't really care about what the claims are as far as scrutiny goes. But what about y'all? What you got? Uh, <clears throat> I think he right. I think he right. Um. It is like like I don't know if scrutiny is the word that I would use, but um, you know the deal does deserve to be investigated, but not investigated for the reasons that Sony was trying to is trying to get it investigated. Um, if anything, um, it it needs to be investigated because it was a huge transaction, like. What what seventy dollar what seventy billion dollar deal doesn't deserve investigation? When you're talking about a, that much of a transfer of money, when you talk about seventy billion dollar B with like billion B B not million seventy billion. When you're talking about a purchase for seventy billion, yeah, I mean, 
it deserves to be investigated um, just to make sure that there, that, that there were no corners that were cut, um, just to make sure that there were no, um, uh, there was no backdoor tampering to kind of, kind of stuff going on. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I agree that it, that it should be, it should be looked at. Um, now if the reason, if the reason that it's being looked at is because Sony is scared that they're going to lose Call of Duty, well then that that's the wrong reason to investigate. That that that's like that's a terrible reason to investigate. Like that's that's Sony's problem. Like <laughs> Xbox wasn't Xbox wasn't complaining, you know, for all of the um the Sony exclusives. Uh this thing so Sony's complaining like a spoiled child, like a spoiled child that that typically always get what they want in in uh in the gaming world. And now they're not getting what they want, so they're complaining about it. So I don't agree with the with the investigation or the scrutiny if that's what the scrutiny is about, if it's about Sony. But if it's about looking at like the details of the deal, what transpired, uh, where the 70 billion is coming from, verifying verifying that, you know, um that it's it, that verifying that everything happened legitimately. If it's about that, yeah, man, they, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then once they verified everything, go ahead and, and approve the deal. That's 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 what I think. Go ahead, Corey. So basically, I, I echo what you said uh, first, Mike, about any type of like a, this is a seventy billion dollar deal and any deal of that magnitude, it deserves to be looked at. Like like you said, to make sure no corners were cut. There's no shady business going on so like not just with game just in general any type of big money deal should be looked at should be investigated you know just to make sure everything's on the up and up also i do think um that who is it's the uk cma cma so they too voice concerns along with sony saying that no microsoft getting uh, Activision, how it could harm other subscription services. Um, So I know they're looking at that. I don't know if Sony's boss, you know, Sony in general get into a a public war of words with Microsoft had anything to do with that. But I'm just saying that is something that the CMA is actively looking at. But at the end of the day, if the money clears, like everything is, you know, on the up and up, then, which I assume it will be, I have no reason to believe that it won't be. Um, then I mean, shoot. Then who, whomever, you know. Also, it wouldn't surprise me if, if also Sony makes like a late play to try to, I don't know, like a uh, outbid, yeah, something like that. Like that wouldn't shock me. Like at the, like at the last hour, and then that drags this out even further. But at the end of the day, yeah, like. I agree with Phil Spencer. Like, it, it makes sense that this would be looked into and all of that. And and because like this is a big thing. And and just from a um, I know it's easy for us to say as gamers, because like we don't own Activision, we don't own um uh Call of Duty, anything like that. So to us, it's just like who outbids the other, then yeah, that's what it is. We know we'll play whatever. But I think, you know, from a from a, a business standpoint. You know, I think, you know, like the CMA, looking at every angle of this deal, like I said, potentially harming other subscription services, Sony, how much money, and blah, 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 all that stuff. I think it's fair to at least look at it. I'm not saying Sony uh, 
should be complaining about or, or or going about it publicly like that. But I think it is a fair way to, for the CMA to say, okay, how would this deal affect all gamers? I think that's a fair thing to at least look at. So, but go ahead. No, I was going to ask you a question. So, so you mentioned like, you know, you think it's it's fair for the CMA for the CMA um, to to look at it to look at this whole acquisition because to see how it's going to harm gamers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you how how is Xbox acquiring Activision harming gamers at all? I don't know how how is it harming them. I, I don't know. Is you gotta ask the CMA. I mean, no, I'm, 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 I'm saying from your perspective, is it is it harmful to gamers just because uh, we're assuming that the titles would then become exclusive? That's the only thing. Like, I, I just from a, um, just just from like a white and black perspective, that's the only thing I can imagine that they're looking at. Okay, if this becomes a micro an, uh, an Xbox exclusive. You know what four or five years from now however okay would that how would the how would future sales be affected will we will there be will we lose sales if if uh no the game is not selling as high because it's only on one service like i know people people will buy an xbox just to play call of duty they're, they're, and you know and then that's, you can say that for multiple um franchises but i think it's a I guess it's a fair question to wonder, okay, how would this affect sales if this just became an Xbox exclusive? You know, would we potentially lose out on a certain consumer base if this game, which is one of like the highest selling video games yearly or bi-yearly or whatever, like how could it, how would it affect sales or whatnot? I think that like for me, that's the only thing you could really look at, but I don't know if they may have more technical stuff that just we just don't know about, but that's the only thing I can think of. The, the, if if PlayStation isn't the point of a console war, isn't the point for one to make the other lose lose sales and, and join and join their uh, ecosystem? Isn't that yeah. the point? Yeah, make as much money for your for your brand for your console as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 I, I don't I don't know I don't know if that's a harmful thing to gamers. This I, I'm gonna be honest. I have a problem with I have a problem with this investigation. Um, I have a problem with this, like the, the CMA and with Sony griping and complaining or whatever, because there have been no reports of anything dishonest that's been happening in the background. There's been um, no shade. There's been no shade that Xbox has thrown on Sony in regards to this deal. Like to, to our knowledge at this point, this deal was made fair and square, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why I got a problem with the CMA, with the U, with the UK CMA, and with Sony is because this literally looks like, well, we want Call of Duty, we want Call of Duty to stay on PlayStation, so we're pissed off, so we're gonna raise hell about it because we want this thing and we don't know if we're gonna if we're gonna have it anymore. That 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 to me is BS. Like like that that does not warrant an investigation. It's like. And I hate to sound cold, but it's like, yo, that's the, that's Sony, that's Sony problem, that's Sony personal problem. Yeah. Like, that ain't got that ain't got nothing to do with Microsoft. You know what I'm saying? That's so I, I got a problem with the investigation because it's like at the end of the day, Corey, you you got a you got a PlayStation, right? Let's mm-hmm. say let's say hypothetically speaking, Call Call of Duty just dropped. Let's say right. hypothetically speaking, it it was an Xbox exclusive. You could not get it on PlayStation. Yeah, that sucks for. 
you and and your fellow peers that are PlayStation that are PlayStation gamers, y'all ain't gonna do nothing but buy something else. Like like y'all y'all just gonna buy something else. Like the money the money that Sony would be losing on Call of Duty. That's that's one thing, but it's like it's not it's not like it's gonna shut down Sony from uh from making any sales any future sales of any other game like 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 all of the Sony loyalists Sony Sony has sold more consoles than Xbox because of the the loyalist uh model that all of these people have been following since the PlayStation One came out. Like if they lose sales for Call of Duty. So it ain't like Sony gonna stop making money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like that—that's why I got a problem with this investigation because it's not that the claims aren't coming, aren't coming. Um, they're not genuine claims to me. They're not legitimate. It's almost like Sony wants to investigate, so uh, wants wants to wants to investigate so that they can find something. Like picture 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 it like this for for the people who are listening that don't understand what I'm saying. This is how it comes off to me. Everything is going good in a relationship. But then one day, a cell phone is left unlocked. And even though the relationship is good, somebody goes through the cell phone and now they're looking for dirt. And so it's almost like it's almost like it's almost like nothing happened, but you're hoping something happened. And so you're going to look for it. You're going to look for something to happen. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that that's the problem that I got with this whole investigation thing. That's why I said the Sony, the Sony CEO. I can't think of his name, uh, but I, that's why that's why I said, yo, it's, it's a bitch move to me. Um, killer, I don't I don't know what you, I don't know how you feel about it, but that's just how it comes off to me. Yeah, yeah. My whole deal is in business. The main reason I think they're mad is because this is a move they didn't think to do first. That's where the pissed offness comes from, honestly. And to me, and just for lack of finding any kind of a better word to say, this is some real bitch ass shit. Like, <laughs> I really, it, it low key, it kind of brings up how people be like, man, New England win every year, bro. I swear to God. And I'm like, Bro, they do what it takes to get there year after year. I was like, the quarterback doesn't take a lot of money. They're making moves to put themselves in position to be great every single year. That's that's the perfect that's the perfect analogy. Like, if this was the New England Patriots in a, in, in football, they have a track record of doing dishonest things. It's happened, I think, three different times in mm-hmm. the last twenty years. There was that whole deflate gate. There was spy gate, and there was something else. Um, well, you could say they've gotten like favorable calls in certain situations, like the catch, the tuck rule, the, the, the tuck, tuck rule. rule. Um, and y'all know what I mean by the catch, right? Yeah, a lot of yeah, people, a lot of yeah. people may not, may not remember, but it was a game that I honestly believe decided whether or not we were going to get our seventh ring that year. It was a but, game against New England, which would have had us play the Titans and then play the Jags instead of us losing to the Jags. But so my, there's my that thing, side of point. Yeah, my my thing my thing is if we if we're talking about the Patriots in football, they have a track record of being dishonest and doing things behind the scenes, bending the rules, all of those things. 
you have not heard anything about Microsoft and its acquisitions where something was dishonest. So to come up and say, uh, wait a minute, red flag, I want an investigation just because you weren't able to buy it. I I don't like that. I don't like that. That 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 rubs me the wrong way. And and I would feel this way, even if Xbox did it to Sony, I would I would feel the exact same way. You know, and that and that's real because for a while it was actually something that indirectly was happening to xbox when the console was first started in, in, the, uh, in that generation i want to say it was the fifth generation of games it was playstation had all the all of the um exclusives that would that were like that and, I, and i'm gonna just and i'm gonna just say this because it, it ain't talked about a lot killer killer Corey. this is the second time sony has done this to xbox this is the second time. The first time was when Sega Dreamcast was going out of business. 2K mm-hmm. was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive. This is the second time that Sony has done this to Microsoft. And so it's Can like, and so it's imagine? like, yo, and so it's like, yo, come on now. Like, like, hey, Sony got to stop this. They got to stop this whole bitching and complaining like, yo. If y'all want Activision, just come out and say we're prepared to make an offer for eighty billion. Like, like, just make a counter. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just, just do regular business shit. They're like a, they're like a kid who gets in a fight yeah. and only tells the teacher, never swings back. Yeah, and and, and Corey, I, you you are play, you're a PlayStation gamer. I'm not accusing you of being okay with what Sony is doing. So, so I'm gonna let you speak on how you feel about like Sony. In 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 their, I, I don't want to say allegations because they're not accusing Xbox of doing anything, but but them, um, kind of being in the forefront of this investigation, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to accuse you of feeling any type of way just because you play PlayStation, but that's just how I feel about PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? I, honestly, I think all of this is. This probably goes on a lot behind the scenes in business, like between two parties. One party is upset or, or doesn't like what the other one is doing. Like I don't think this is um, something that that doesn't happen often. I think it probably happens very often in business. We just don't know about it. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I know Microsoft. I know they say they want to be able to expand Call of Duty to like the Switch and and get into mobile gaming more, and. Sony, I can I can understand Sony wanting to protect, you know, protect its consumers, protect its company because, I mean, you know. But at the end of the day, if it comes down to it, then yeah, just try to make a bid, try to outbid, and and just see whatever happens. But you know, I know this this stuff probably happens very often we just never hear about it but yeah i'm I'm now i'm just kind of like it is what it is now i just hope everything gets settled so we can yeah you know that's pretty much where i'm at with it yeah um and, I, and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this and, and, leave, and leave it alone but you know sony if sony i'm yeah they, they to me they should just they just just they should have they should have 
just made a bid on Activision too. I don't know if they did or not. I don't know. If, I don't know if Xbox outbidded them, but they should have countered. When they learned what Xbox offered. They should have countered. However, it's easy for me to say that as a as a as a gaming consumer, from a business standpoint, um, I will say that Sony's money ain't as long as Microsoft's. Sony's money is not as long as Microsoft's. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if some if Sony could outbid them. I don't know. Like I, yeah, I don't. I don't know Sony's numbers like that. But I know they money is not as long as Microsoft's. So I still don't know whether they would have won the Activision deal or not. And you know what? I think another reason why um, Sony's trying to do this, they already are going to lose a lot of Bethesda money. Especially oh, with yeah. Ted Six on the way, the last thing they want to do is lose more money by losing another, I say, top five franchise. Because you're losing the Fallout series, you're losing the uh, Elder Scrolls series, which y'all know how high am I? I, I I'm on that. And then if this deal, like I said, goes through, it'll be Overwatch. It'll be um and it'll be Overwatch and Call of Duty. Hey, look, that's what I'm gonna say. Hey, look, I'm, I'm just just telling y'all facts. Uh, <laughs> Sony, Sony, they make the PlayStation, they make CDs, they make TVs, they make a bunch of electronics, right? Mm-hmm. Sony's net worth. Is ninety five billion dollars. So if they bid seventy billion to acquire Activision, oh my god, and their net worth is only ninety five billion, they don't have the capital. You, you see what I'm saying? You see yeah. What I'm saying? Um, and on the contrary, Microsoft's net worth one point six five trillion that's now now they can buy and sell sony a million times over now xbox xbox alone as a separate entity from microsoft's money xbox net net worth 600 billion compared to sony's 95 billion that's what I'm saying. Like all of this investigation shit, I really think it's I really think it's uh, a bunch. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of stuff about nothing. Like like Sony mm-hmm. was not they was not going to win the Activision deal. They they weren't going to win. Um, and so I think they knew that they weren't going to win. Uh, they know that their money ain't as long as Microsoft's money or Xbox's money. Um. So the so the best thing that they can do to ensure that the video games that they want stay on Sony is to is to raise hell about it and cause an investigation. I don't even think Sony wants Activision. I think Sony just wants Call of Duty. They I, I think if, if Xbox came out and said we will make Call of Duty multi platform indefinitely, it will always be available on all systems. I don't think Sony would complain about it at all. Sony complained because uh, Phil Spencer initially said that, you know, the next three Call of Duties will be on PlayStation. 
but that's where it stopped. It was the next three. So, so mm-hmm. I, I really, I really think Sony's, uh, 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 I, I think Sony's quote unquote concerns or whatever about this acquisition, I really think it's a lot about nothing. I really, I really mm-hmm. do think it's a lot about nothing. I think Sony just being paranoid. I mean, this is legitimately like that, bro. That that money difference just fucked me up. I ain't gonna I lie. You, I told you, hey, Sony, Sony money ain't <laughs> as long as Microsoft, dog. Dog, we talking about Microsoft. It's a reason why uh old boy was able to buy the Clippers. True. He he was the he was a, a former he was a former uh Microsoft executive, one one of the he was a former I think it was a co-owner or something like that co-founder, something like that. Oh yeah, the, oh Ballmer, yeah, he Steve had Ballmer, Steve Ballmer, yeah, that's his name. Steve Ballmer, yeah, yeah, he got more bread than Marita. You feel me? Like Steve Ballmer, the richest owner in the league, richer Damn. than the Lakers owner. Well, then again, their whole claim to fame is the Lakers. They claim to he, fame. He 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 just Jim Bus. Jim Bus is that. Yeah, Jim Bus. But that's like the fam. It's like that's a family thing more so than a. Yeah. You know what? And on top of that, when they bought the team versus how much they paid them versus how much it, they're worth now, I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's just on on a different level. But um, just want to dig into this a little bit because we were talking Activision, so let's stay Activision. Um, a certain somebody on this podcast has um, was this the early access, to Modern Warfare Two? Oh, you told me. Hmm. Oh, I mean, you know, it's it's downloading right now. <laughs> it's downloading right now. Yeah. So I'm just kind of I was looking at um, I was looking at getting it, and you know I'm not big on shooters. Um, as far as like if I got time to sit back and chill to play one, I'll do it. But I don't. I won't play it enough to warrant me spending seventy bucks. But so, so it, it's all right. So I don't. I don't think this is. I don't think this is an early, a early access thing. I, I don't think so. I could have sworn it was, but I'll um I'll double check. Yeah, I could have sworn it was check, though. I, I I I didn't think it was. No, it's out. It's out across it's, everybody. It's out now. officially, right? Yeah. yeah okay, no. so that, that was so that was last week where it was early access, right? That last week it leaked. Yeah, last week it leaked. Okay, because I know um, Call of Duty was given early access to um people who pre-ordered the game and did something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that way you can get up there and know all the good cheese hiding spots before they update the maps and shit. Mm-hmm. Which is bull, but that's beside the point. But like I said, it's officially released, which means two things. Everybody's gonna be seventy dollars um less richer, and Kyler Murray is gonna lose again this week. <laughs> Who you think hates this podcast more, KD or Kyler Murray? Oh, KD for sure. KD by a mile. <laughs> KD because he, for sure. Because at least Kyler Murray has someone to defend him a little bit with me. A little bit. And granted, he played his ass off for a team that gave, that stopped giving effort halfway to the third quarter. 
yeah. Katie so, K- K- probably can't stand me. <laughs> I talk I talk about everything from how skinny he is to how his how his hair look when it ain't brushed. I talk about everything, KD. Like like I know KD can't stand me. Yeah, y'all remember feeling, them. That feeling mutual though. Yeah, yeah. Y'all remember them um them the ramen noodles with the little shrimp in them, the Nissan joints. Yeah. Tell me Kevin Durant hair on like a bunch of them little packaged shrimps, bro. Nah, nah, nah. Kevin Durant hair. Kevin Durant hair looked like uh. A pack of ground beef after it got done cooking out the pan, just oh. just blotchy as hell. Bro, why y'all going at this man's hair? Bro? Man, man's got man's got unsolved man, sloppy Joe it. for hair, bro. He got unsolved sloppy Joe hair, bro. Like, it, that it looked bad, like son. it looked like his scalp will bleed if he brushes hair. Bruh, y'all, <laughs> man, y'all wrong, bro. I'm just saying he just needs to keep bro, it. He wrong hair. for being that he he wrong for being that rich and not brushing his shit. When his hair like, is cut though, it don't be looking that bad. When his hair is cut, it don't be looking that bad. He just he need to cut like, it. He look like a project baby, bro. Like I don't Jesus Christ. See, I ain't say all that. Yeah, I, I did. Um he, but, he did, bro. He I mean ain't ain't like it's a bad thing, but and you know what I'm talking about too. Like like you like gone there because that's where your cousin stay kind of project. Jesus but the Christ. only time you ever get caught over there is when you have to go see your aunt. Man, it's look, like it's like answer, that. To answer, he your, like that. He look like that kid that stay across the street from your aunt. To answer your question, Corey, KD definitely hate this podcast more than Calamari. All Calamari do, all we joke about is him playing video games. Kevin Durant ain't nothing off limits. Mm-mm. And I don't care if he hear it and don't like me for it. You know what's wild? I think Draymond Green would like this podcast more than he would. Probably not. He friends with KD. All right. Well, then, then yeah. I mean, we we can say he made a short list because that's one teammate I know he didn't punch. But yeah, he should be fine. But anyway, yeah. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Go back to Call of Duty. Where we at? Yeah. So we um, so as you know, it's officially released on today. What's your expectations, yo? Uh, I don't know what expectations to have because um, this obviously is a remaster. Um, I believe the or the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two came out, I think, in um, two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Modern Warfare Two came out originally in two thousand nine. Um. This is a remaster. I think the storyline. I think the storyline is the same. I think. I think. Killer, can you look that up? If the storyline is the same for both Modern Warfare twos. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think the storyline is the same. Um, I only buy Call of Duty online, so I'm for online play. So I, I feel like um, this is it's going to be, you know, as good like it always is. Um, however, I am going to finish and complete the Modern Warfare 2 story. I have not done a Call of Duty uh, story in a long time, so I'm interested to see, you know, how the story plays out and everything like that. Um, I've seen gameplay footage on Twitch of some people playing uh, playing Modern Warfare 2. It, it looks it looks fucking great. Like, it looks it looks way better than uh, 2009, and I know some people are probably saying, duh, but no, like it looks, it looks a whole lot better than uh, than what you probably than what you probably think. So, um, you know, it looks good. 
Um, it still can't touch Black Ops, though. To me. Okay, so what I'm finding on the um on the campaign, it just says that Modern Warfare 2 will feature a single-player campaign alongside multiplayer and DMZ, a new extraction-type mode bearing similarities to Escape Tarkov, and also it just says that on um, the remastered version adds high-definition visuals and audio improvements to original story from 09, and that's according to a, um, po- a blog post by Activision. But that's the most I could find. But um, just given think, the trailer, I- though, I believe the storyline is the same because I think this was the one where they introduced Soap as a lieutenant from a captain. So it's a so he did get the promotion at the end of the first game, from what I knew. So I yeah. believe this. I believe this is just a full body remaster. So I'm looking forward to playing the campaign. I may just buy it for the campaign. Yeah, I um I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna play the campaign. So you know. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what the campaign has to offer. I'm a big time uh, story mode guy. In every game that I play, I have to have a story mode unless it's the open world game like Division. The, oh, like, yeah. like the Division, um, the Division one and two. The the open world game is the story. Like there's no like story mode. Like the whole game is one big ass story. So, um, so like. You know, I'm not so I know it's not gonna be like the division, but um, yeah, I'm gonna complete the campaign mode. I'm actually going to I'm actually going to um, get on Call of Duty and play Warzone, despite what people may think. I have never played Warzone on Call of Duty. <sighs> I have never done it because I don't like the concept of battle royals. I want to respawn after I get murked. I want to respawn. Like, like, yeah. I, I want to respond. Like, I, like, I want to, re- I want to respond. Like, put me back in the fucking game. Like, put the, why do I need to exit the game? Cause I lost. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, like, let me rejoin the the, the match that I was in. Like, but I, I, I don't, I don't like that battle royal shit. Um, which is why I can't stand Fortnite. Um, yeah, it's crazy. This Fortnite wasn't always like that. It was supposed to be a tower defense game. Yeah. Um. But I'm actually gonna play Warzone. I know most people play Warzone. I'm gonna pray to God that I don't run into one of these professional Call of Duty players and get my ass toe up. Um, but you know, I'm, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just do all of the Call of Duty stuff. I'm gonna start that right after this podcast, right after y'all, right after y'all, right after I publish this, and it's on the Apple Podcast and the Google Podcast and all that shit. Once it's published, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. gonna, be, I'm gonna be on Call of Duty. So. So yeah, that's that's what I got. Corey, what's your expectations, man? You've been quiet this whole time. I think it'll be um it'll be your typical your Call of Duty fanfare. I, I think it'll do well. Um because it's sort of like a remake or a remaster of one that came out years ago, which was a good one. Um it'll 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 probably do really well sales wise. Um I've been looking at some of the gameplay, some of the story. So the story looks different than from the original. Version. Oh, it does look different. It does a little bit. To me, it does. Okay. Uh, the are the story. Saying, are you saying the storyline is different, or are you saying the game, like the graphics, look different? No, like like the storyline. Okay. All right. I could be wrong, but I think the storyline looks 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 different than from what I remember. But um, yeah, I think it'll be your uh, your typical Call of Duty. I don't see it being the um, the overwhelming. You know, IGN 
9.7 out of 10 type of score game. I, I think it, it'd probably be somewhere around the eight-ish, eight-something. Um, yeah, what I, think. I, I think it's 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 Call of Duty. Um, I don't I don't see anything too new. Like I said, the story the story looks new. I I haven't, I haven't like seen it all the way through or nothing, but um, yeah, it's Call of Duty. So I, I expect it to do uh, to do its usual. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think anybody's going to play this game and, and, and their takeaway is going to be this is the best Call of Duty ever or one of the best top three Call of Duties. I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be all right. I think it'll be decent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't think it'll be like one of the greatest Call of Duties. Those are typically follow, uh, those typically come after they release a Black Ops game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I, we all agreed that Black Ops was the better Call of Duty line, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Black Ops is better for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think, I think most, most of the people that I talk to about, you know, Call of Duty and shooters or whatever, that, um, black the Black Ops line is better. So I don't think this game is gonna be like, you know, like the Mount Rushmore Call of Duty games and no shit like that. Um, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good game. It'll be a, a it'll be, um. A, definitely a better than serviceable game, especially because we didn't get a Call of Duty last year. Um, I think I think that was due to COVID. Um, we didn't go. We didn't get a Call of Duty last year, so you know. Yeah, a, and Calamari played better last year too. That's a crazy thing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, yeah. So I, you know, it'll be a bit a, a good. I think it'll be a good game. Killer, you are the. You are the fan of the Call of Duty alternative. You are the fan of Battlefield out of the three. You are the mm-hmm. Battlefield. And, um, that, you know, last year we got, what was it? Or earlier this year we got Battlefield. Was it 2042, right? Yeah, I was not a fan. Right, you wasn't I, a fan. I, my, my no, I didn't like that one at all. My question to you is, is the expectation of Modern Warfare 2 going to be better than 2042? Do you think Modern Warfare 2 is, do you think it's going to be better than 2042? Because remember, we had this conversation earlier this year. I don't know if it was on the pod or not. I think we might have had this like, like just, like just oh, basically like, just, like regular, just regular uh, combo. Just us two, like without the recording or whatever. But um, we talked about this earlier this year, and you are the one who said Battlefield is better than Call of Duty. Yeah, Battlefield. Yeah, but yeah, I did. Um, I said that because I I like the authenticity of Battlefield over what Call of Duty brings to the table. Now, Call of Duty is faster, so I'll give it credit where credit is due. That game is a lot faster, but it does take a little bit of the re- the the reality out of it because if you're running around with a heavy weapon, like a heavier heavier gun, you shouldn't be able to run. Great, right across this four building, twos. jump over this fence. Yeah, should be able like to it, it, ta- it takes. A, yeah, yeah, you should not be faster than fucking Usain Bolt when you got a goddamn M16 strapped to your back. So I like the realism a little bit deeper as far as Battlefield goes. Now, I thought Battlefield 2042 was going to be a better overall experience than it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. I was expecting more of them to take the direction they took with Battlefield 4. 
because 2042 had that same feel. I was like, you know what? I'm liking what I'm seeing. Hopefully the gameplay experience is similar. Mm-hmm. Because when I say Battlefield 4 may be the best playing shooting game I have ever touched. It felt real, the weight, and of course the game modes. That's one reason why I liked Battlefield over Call of Duty. I don't necessarily, especially with the life I live now, I don't have the time in many cases to sit there and hold the sticks that much, especially if I can play a game where all I got to do is just sit back and tell you what to do. It's no different from coaching a damn football game for me. It's no different. So, Corey, did you play Battlefield 2042? I did not, no. I'm going to tell you, so I played it. I didn't think it was a bad game. They got some cool elements like, um, Corey, I don't know if you know this or not, but they can, um, like, you can you can essentially fight boots on the ground, you know what I'm saying, um, in the middle of, like, a fucking hurricane and shit like that. Like, it's fucking crazy, like, what you can do in Battlefield. So those features are cool, like, like whole buildings and shit blow up and, like, mm-hmm. collapse and shit. So, like, that shit is cool. But for me, and I, and I don't know if it's like this for Killer, uh, 2042 was, like, probably my, my first exposure to Battlefield because I've always been biased to Call of Duty. I thought Battlefield mm-hmm. was, like, a Call of Duty knockoff, personally. But mm-hmm. after, after playing it, like, it's a it's a cool it's a cool game with a lot of cool concepts, but the fucking maps are too big. Like if you ever thought a Call of Duty, <laughs> if you ever thought a Call of Duty map was big, I mean I'm telling you, it's not nearly as big as a Battlefield game. Battlefield, Battlefield literally is like a game with a whole fucking city as the map. The whole city is the wow. map. The whole damn shit. The whole the whole city. Like if if Battlefield was set in Washington, DC, not only would DC be the map, it would have DC, Northern Virginia, and PG County. All three of them together. All of them are making up one big ass map. That's how and, and me, I don't got time to, I don't got the time to be just wandering around maps searching for people to shoot. I I, I don't got that kind of time. Like get me to the damn action. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not I'm not here for this for this hide and seek shit. You know what I'm saying? So like like that that mm-hmm. was my problem with Battlefield. But I, Killer, you like that element, so Yeah, yeah, that element I, I had it I liked it a lot. Um especially the fact that the structural damage does take place. So let's say I know you guys are hiding in a certain area. I can actually direct my team to collapse the buildings around you to the point where then I can then push a front assault. Like it's the strategy in it is where I love it. It's how I fell in love with it. The strategy alone. Like I was, I was legit in my room playing Pokemon and Battlefield at the same time because I was so highly ranked that I was just a commander. I was just telling people what to do. I'm going to tell you some strategy. Respawn. Empty the clip. <laughs> stun grenade. <laughs> Field mine. Empty the clip again. Jump off the wall. Jump off the, jump off the fucking roof. 
shoot somebody in the air. Like, th- like that's the type of shit I'm on. I, I, ain't, I ain't yeah. here for now, that. Now, there, now there, there are game modes, like, of course, like Team Deathmatch and stuff like that, but those game modes where I had to control, where I had to control the map and all of that, I love those game modes. And I don't think they could be executed on Call of Duty as well as they are on Battlefield. So it, that is that is that is something. You think the Battlefield team deathmatch is better than Call of Duty? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like the the game modes that I like that Battlefield has. I don't think can be executed on the um on on Call of Duty. Mm, okay. Now the team deathmatch, like team deathmatch is team deathmatch. Seven on seven, a lot of bullets, a lot of respawning, a lot of eight to twenty kill death ratios. Yeah, you're gonna get those. To me, that, that doesn't change anything in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think I think this Call of Duty game will be straight. Um, I had to uninstall Battlefield to make room for it. I don't feel bad about doing that. So. Yeah, I, I told you I wasn't a big fan of 2042. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it. It wasn't my favorite one to play. Put it like that. My favorite one to play to this day is still Battlefield 4. Battlefield 1 and then Battlefield 4. But, but yeah, we we got we got. I think one more, there's one more topic I do want to talk about, and that's because um, similarly to I believe both of y'all, I'm a Marvel guy over DC. Um, any y'all play the Avengers game? Briefly, I played a little bit. Yeah, I, I thought it looked beautiful. Oh yeah, no, it definitely has a look. Yeah, it definitely has a look. And I thought the storyline was trash juice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I was not expecting that. <laughs> not expecting that. I was dog. You you went from beautiful to trash. I was not expecting. That. <laughs> right, anyway, my bad. Sorry. No, nah, you good. So apparently EA Motive. Um, they, they announced the Iron Man game back in September, and I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. Because one thing I can say in about EA on a positive note was y'all know I rip EA a big one consistently. You always do. But damn it, if they didn't do the Star Wars series perfectly. And I do believe that if there's any kind of game that EA can do well, it's this one. Now they announced that um they announced Iron Man, and then they got two more coming. That's Captain America and the Black Panther game. So ooh, ooh, ooh those yeah. those are some they got some titles. Yeah, that's like when I looked at the like when we threw the story into the Discord. I looked and was like, bro, I think I may have to say some positive shit about EA. Those some titles. Yeah, those are some titles. Now, honestly, what I want to see, I want to see Captain America and Black Panther as a double-disc release. I want that. You said you want to see Captain America and Black Panther as a double-disc release? As a double-disc release. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Sim- similarly, similarly, to how Final Fantasy did their games 
when they moved to the um to the P3 Xbox 360, where it was multiple discs. Like I think was it uh 13? Yeah, I think it was 13. Five minutes 13 had three discs. Mm-hmm. I think you can actually pull that kind of a game flow off because of how many different intertwining storylines you have with just Captain America and Black Panther. Like, there's multiple animated mo- animated movies that have both of them in it, either in Wakanda, in Wakanda or in New York or, you know, other various locations. They cross paths almost as much as, I would say, almost as much as um, Spider-Man and Iron Man for the most part. They cross paths that much. Mm-hmm. So I think it can be released that way, but I'm actually excited at what EA can do with this. Because Marvel, unlike other movie franchises, they're not just going to hand you the script and say, here's exactly what we want. They'd be like, hey, that box in the car, there's a bunch of source material. Have at it. And just let you go. Hey, Corey, I want your opinion on this. Um, Would it be fair to say the EA is good when ever they're not doing sports games? I think you can I think you could probably go in that direction. Like and because it's EA, I'm nervous. But like Killer said they did the um Star Wars Star Wars games well, right, Killer? Isn't that what you said? Oh yeah. I mean still to this day, um I wanna say it was Return of the Jedi two. It's still one of the great top ten greatest video games of all time. So, no, no, I was gonna say so they so it they do do a hell of a job on the Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. Battlefront too as well. Usually, usually they do a hell of a job on the Battlefield games too. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Battlefield is not my cup of tea, it clearly is everybody else's cup of tea. So I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna knock Battlefield and say it's a bad game. Um, so EA has done has put out hits that are not sports games. To me, when I when I look at it, I think I really get I really like hard on EA because of the product that they put out for sports games. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to know if you feel the same way. I, maybe I'm tripping. No, that might be the case because um, like the EA sports games, they they feel they're so repetitive. Yeah. Um, and I just I just bought NHL 23. I don't know why, but it's pretty much the same as NHL 22. And but. Hopefully, like, so my only hesitation with all of this is that it's EA. But since this is a non-sports title, I I have hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I didn't I, I didn't play the Star Wars game, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm taking Killer at his word, and 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 I'm trusting that EA will do this right because I'm ex- I'm I I want to be excited for for these for these Marvel games. Like, I want to be excited. I don't want to be jaded or anything like that. So, um. I'm I'm hoping for the best. I'll I'll have I'll, I'll put some faith in EA to get this right. So, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I, I trust EA with my non-sports games. Um, and it's confusing to me. EA is so confused. Yeah, they're. I'm trying to find like some kind of parallel for this, but it's weird because it's like every part of their team is good, but that one piece always sucks. And I'm trying to find like a good parallel for it, 
But only thing I could really come up with is like, like the Lions. Everything else is top notch. Dan Campbell's a really good coach. The ownership has been consistent. The fan base is amazing. Oh, you have I, one of the I top to. ten stadiums, but your product on the field year after year is shitty. You're talking about Madden. Mm-hmm. See, I'm. I'm. See, you're focused on Madden. I'm not talking specifically about Madden. I'm talking about Madden. I'm talking about NBA Live. I'm talking about uh, PGA Tour. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about FIFA and how repetitive it is. I'm talking about how bad Fight Night Champion was uh, in comparison to the other Fight Night games. Um, I'm, I'm talking about all of them. The only game, the only sports game, that EA has not fucked up on. And Corey, this is in your wheelhouse. But the only games, the only sports games that EA has not fucked up on is UFC. I don't feel like they fucked up on one UFC game. Oh, that's fair. Um, but like when you look at when you look at like and the thing is, I would say that UFC two was probably the worst UFC game. What you think, Corey? But that sound about right? The one with that had Rousey and McGregor on the cover? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. That, that was probably that. the worst. That was probably the worst one, but it was still decent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but like NHL, it, terrible. The PGA Tour games ain't been the same since Tiger Woods was on the cover. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, now he's on the cover of 2K Golf. Yeah. Uh, but like when you look at EA, has but when you look at the other EA games. That have uh that that they put out. Army like, of two. Like I'm I'm gonna go. Let's go from 2010 to 2019. I mean, they put out Army of two. Mm-hmm. So EA has made Army of two. EA has made Mass Effect. EA has made Battle Dragon Battle. Age. Dragon Age. Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno is a highly underrated game. Mm-hmm. Um, they made uh. I'm going down just a list of stuff. That game, that skate game, the game Skate, they made. Oh yeah, that's that. a good game. Um, yeah, they made that. Uh, they they made EA makes all of those Sims games. Um, so anything that's the Sims is EA. Uh, I mean, Medal of Honor is EA. Need for Speed is EA. Um, real, real real quick, real quick. Shout out to Medal of Honor because that was a damn good game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, EA tried to make a Harry Potter game. No, that didn't go too well. But oh, uh, Chamber of like, Secrets. No, nah, it was definitely Hallows Part One. Definitely it, Hallows. It was, it was a video game in 2010 that they tried to make. Um, NBA NBA Street. EA made that. NFL Street. NF, NFL Street. Um, Dead Space and Dead Space Two. Um, like like. Dra- Dragon Age, like you, Dragon Age, like you said, Shift Two, um, in the whole Shift series or whatever, EA made that. So like, my whole point is like, yo, outside of like the the sports simulation games, EA has made hits, and so I'm kind of I ain't rethinking my stance on EA, but I'm kind of like, maybe maybe when I be talking about EA, maybe I should spec- start specifying that I'm talking about EA Sports, not EA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I am with that too. Like I I now know I have to separate them based on that. 
Yeah. I think EA, I think EA even made do y'all remember the racing game? There was there was Need for Speed and then there was Burnout. Yeah, I remember Burnout. I remember Burn- Gran Turismo as well. Burnout, yeah. I think EA made. Yeah, I think EA made both. Yeah, EA I think and Burnout and Burnout. Made. Yeah, so. Burnout. Yeah, the developers for Burnout was uh, is EA UK, so like the UK division of uh. Mm-hmm. So like they they have, it's not a sports oh. simulation. They've they've done really well. Yo, fam, apparently Burnout is on the Switch. Yeah, I gotta buy me a Switch, man. I gotta buy me a Switch. Yeah, man, I'm loving my Switch. Sometimes I'll be thinking about playing it while we on the pod, but then I'll be like, nah. If I do I, that, I'm I, yeah. I, I stopped I, I stopped looking at the Switch because I was gonna buy I was gonna buy Oculus Quest until I saw an article that we're gonna talk about soon. So Yeah, and as wild as I have an Oculus as well. Yeah. Yeah. But nah, as far as as far as the the Marvel, as far as the Marvel stuff, a EA EA might they might be able to pull this off without without any like major complaints. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping that they can pull. I'm, I really hope that's going to be the case because if they do that, and those games are very attractive. I mean, this is the last question before we move on to a question that we both have to ask a certain somebody. Oh yeah. But um, if this pops, what are the chances you think EA could be for sale as a um independent creator for a platform? Whoa, 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 whoa! What you talk? What you mean? I need, I need, I need content. I need uh, content. You know, the same way, the same, same way that Activision and Blizzard were bought by Microsoft. Are you what asking are me? You, are you asking me? Do you that think EA I, can be purchased by somebody? Oh no, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think EA too stubborn. I think e, I think EA is too stubborn. It'd be the perfect way for them to try to revive the the NBA Live brand. Please, they don't need to. They tried in 2019. It was it was horrible. Yeah, they tried to do a lot and a little didn't work out too well. Yeah. The thing but, is, who who would want EA? Like who would want? No, no, let me take that back. Who would want EA Sports? Who would want them? That's a good question. I would have more faith in EA Sports if they just let EA. If I would have more faith in EA as a company if they let EA Sports become their own company and like EA has nothing to do with EA Sports because then EA Sports could clean house and start from scratch all over again. That could work. If that happened, I think that could pop. That could actually work. That could actually work. And let's just say uh, they get bought by Xbox. Core, would that be enough to bring you back? EA? Mm-hmm. That specifically wouldn't, I don't think. Corey, okay. I think you're lying. I think you're lying. If if Xbox bought EA, I think you would make the automatic switch because no bad, no no matter how uh bad Madden is, Corey, you get Madden every year. I do get Madden every year. Like no matter how bad it is, you all you get it every year. So I, I think I think that would be, I think that would be something that would make you switch. I think I think I don't think you're giving that that option enough credit. 
Maybe. Mm-hmm. If it was 2K, it'd probably be an automatic switch. So oh, I wouldn't have yeah, to think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 2K, 2K on a different level. Oh, yeah. 2, 2K is where EA once wanted to be, or once said they were. Well, actually, in one spot they were. Early 2000s, they were there. Oh, yeah, yeah. 2K, 2, 2K well, EA, EA Sports was where 2K, they used to be where 2K is now. That's a fact. In the early 2000s, that's a fact. Oh, yeah, because game, the games were insane. But since we are talking... Someone wanting to rejoin the family. I got questions. I do too, but I feel like your questions are going to get answered in a lot easier fashion than mine are. So, Corey, what you going to do, bro? What you mean? I mean, was it earlier this week? You put into the Discord. Uh, it, was, it was last week. It was a week ago. Last, was last week, seven days ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, you said that uh, you may be coming back to join us on uh, Team Microsoft Xbox. Well, hold, wait, wait. Let, let's let's put let let's let's uh, put let's put it accurately. Corey said <laughs> he could he could see himself coming back to Xbox eventually. He didn't oh. say he didn't say he was switching. He said he could see himself switching eventually. Now, I'm going to ask Corey, what does that mean? I, so I got two questions, Corey. What does that mean? And why can you and, and why can you see yourself switching back? Like what why why the sudden why why the sudden change because you sw- you was with Xbox and you switched to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Or let me let me take it back. You you was with PlayStation cuz there was no Xbox at the time. Then you switched to Xbox when we was when we was in school and everything. Then you went back to PlayStation. So why so how why can you see yourself coming back to Xbox? I Two reasons. I can give you so to make it general, Xbox, from what I've seen, they offer one thing appealing to me that PlayStation does not. So two reasons. One small, one big one. The small one is. I like the Game Pass catalog. I think the Game Pass <clears throat> the Game Pass catalog runs deeper in terms of like past games that I want to play. I, I think it runs deeper in comparison to the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's the small reason. The big reason though, emulation. You can mm. emulate on your Xbox Series X, the Sega Dreamcast, Nintendo 64. Sega Genesis, PS2, the original PlayStation. So I'm like, you mean to tell me I could potentially play Mortal Kombat 2, which was my favorite Mortal Kombat on the Xbox Series X? I mean, I can play some of those old, some of my old favorite games from the N64 on the Series X. I could go back and I can get San Francisco Rush 2049 from the Dreamcast. Like, that's something that, like, to me, that's like a game changer. Like for what I like, for for my you know gaming use. Like that's enough to like to really get my attention. Like we know we talk about you know buying you no know, this division, this whatever. That that's great. But like yo, you tell me you can you can download or and download emulators to your Series X. Like that's that's a that's a that's one big difference with Xbox versus PlayStation. So so it, so it wasn't the Call of Duty thing. No, no, uh-uh. Okay, 
Okay. No, emulation, like, that's that's a pretty dope thing. That's a pretty dope thing. Now, I, I got like to Now, I got to ask you, I'm, I'm going to ask you another question, and this is not necessarily about you switching the consoles if that's what you want to do. And if that's what you want to do, I'll tell you right now, I will not, I will not, you know, talk about your PlayStation, your your PlayStation days now. I will not rag on them. I will welcome you back with open arms because, you know, he was an Xbox guy when I met you. You know what I mean? Um, but I know five people who said, and I quote, Mike, you're tripping if you think the Series X is better than the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Because it's about the game it's about how people experience the console or not, not the console it's about how people experience the games i know five people who said i was tripping for saying the series x is a better console than the ps5 now Corey, you are a playstation guy the the playstation 5 and the series x have now been out it's it's november They've ne- the, they the both consoles have now been out officially two years, twenty four months. They the, both consoles have been out. You've seen how both consoles uh perform. You've seen the games on both consoles. What console do you? What console is better to you, the Series X or the PlayStation Five? Just strictly in terms of gaming, I mean, to me, it's it's like like the way I play, like they're very equal to me. Like I, I don't I don't have like one one is decidedly better than the other. Just in terms of playing a game, mm-hmm. like I, I I don't like I can't like if I had to pick one, it would just be like it would just be like nitpick. It'd be just like be like a, by a hair. Right. So it wouldn't be like a decidedly just a vast. Oh yeah, no doubt, no brainer. Cause like they're they're both they're both very similar, um. But like I said, there's emulation is something that you can do on Xbox. That from what I've seen, you can't do on PlayStation. Well, from what I just learned, um. So like that's like a like I know I know that's not that's not going to be like a, a a big deal to everybody because not not everything appeals to everybody. But that's right. like a that's like a big deal to me. You know what I mean? So, but just in terms of overall gameplay, they're equal. Like I can't find no discernible big advantage over the other in terms of just gaming. I agree that they're equal. I agree that they're equal as far as the games, the actual games are concerned. As far as I'm gonna be honest, like Killer, mm-hmm. there have been two occasions where. I have not heard a bunch of fanfare and hype around uh, the pl- around the PlayStation. There have been two occasions. The first one was, let me see, PlayStation. It was PlayStation Two and the original Xbox lined up. It was mm-hmm. it was the 360 and the PS3. The first time was the 360 and the PS3. Virtually everybody will agree that the 360 mm-hmm. is a better console. 
Mm-hmm. I never heard anybody talking about, yeah, get a, hop on the PS3 and let's play online. Everybody was on 360. Mm-hmm. And that's, now, that's right. And now this console generation seems very similar to the 360 PS3 conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that era. Like they seem very similar. I have not heard anybody raving about the PS5. I have not heard one person talk about how the PS5 is so great. And that's uh, probably because just like they did after the P2, which is the most successful system of all time, they they rested on the 3. Then they went hard on the 4. Not a bit not. The PS4 is a pretty good system. I'm still an Xbox guy. I yeah, see, prefer to, me, to see, play my Xbox stuff. See, see, but me, the 4 the PS, was a good system. To me, the PS4 and the 1 are equal mm-hmm. to me. But like when I talk about like fanfare and hype, I have not heard anybody talking about the, the PS5. I really in, in these two years, I have not heard the only the only and the thing is the PS5 is leading in sales, but it's it's Xbox that's been that's been making the waves. And I don't know if in like in the last two years they bought they bought Bethesda, they bought Bethesda. Um they they just like I said, with like we were talking about earlier, bought Activision. I don't know if it's because like Xbox is making purchases. Whereas for whatever reason, it's like Sony is against purchasing gaming studios or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, I haven't heard the hype over the PS5. Corey, you in the you in the place in the PlayStation scope? I mean, have you been hearing people talk about the PS5? Like the PS4, everybody was talking about. The PS2, everybody was talking about. I ain't heard nothing about the five. You talking about like in regards to hype? In regards to in regards to hype, in regards to people, in regards to people's opinions about the console, um, or what? Like I haven't heard, I haven't heard anybody talking about it. In terms of like like that, I haven't. The only thing I know is the PS5 is, is still hell to try to get your hands on one. Yep. That's the only thing I know is about the PS5. It's hard as hell to get one. But other than that, yeah, that's that's you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um. But but that's important because that's important because again the five people that I know said that you know, it's about how people are experiencing the games on the console that makes the console better. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I'm nah, saying it's always it's always I, been about what can, I, what can I do with the console? Exactly. Me. I I I think it has always been about what. Are my capabilities with the console? What can I do with the console that makes the console better? However, using the logic, those five people that I know, Xbox is still the better console. People have been experiencing Xbox way better than they have been experiencing the PS5, or else you would have heard, you, we would hear about the PS5 more. Mm hmm. That that's at least how I interpret it. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. But I just wanted to bring that up. Just wanted to bring that up. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I get you on that because I'm looking at um at this is generation and something that I, I notice it on Facebook more so than anywhere else. But um, I've been seeing a lot of people selling their PS5s. 
I, I have too. I've been seeing a lot of people sell their PS5s to get a Switch. Mm hmm. But, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not here to rub nothing. I'm not rubbing nothing in nobody's face. I'm just saying that I stand by what I said two years ago. Series X is the better console this uh, gaming generation. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's the better console. It's more powerful, and that matters. It came in with a terabyte off rip, off rip a terabyte of storage. So storage said, was never an issue. And having said all that, Corey, if you decide to come back to Xbox because the console is better, then a. Hey, but you know what? I bet there's a podcast out there. In the multi in the alternate universe where people are ragging on the on the Series X and they going to talking about the PS5. So but it's it's all it's all to your own interpretation. Oh, it's, yeah, it's all subjective. You know, it's, it's all subjective. There's no one yeah, right. It's just, you know. Yeah, and for any pod if for any podcast that's out there that's talking about the PlayStation is better than that's talking about the PlayStation is better than the Series X, invite me to the podcast. I'll prove all of them wrong. I will Steven A that whole episode for them. <laughs> <laughs> Invite me on a show. If you run a podcast and think that the PlayStation is better than the Xbox, invite me on the invite me on the show. Ah uh, boy, that's gonna oof, at your own risk on top of that. Hey, look, just saying. Yeah. So since you know Corey did bring up and it's also been kind of floating around on this pod outside of Kyler Murray, we've also kind of been sort of kind of going into like we brought the Oculus Quest 2, which I have. Um, I think Corey brought up something about mobile gaming and stuff like that in the metaverse. So let's get into that topic, yo, because I, I think you this is the topic of mobile gaming. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, okay, nah, nah, I, about to, I about to say fuck mobile gaming. That, now, I, I, I know how you feel about mobile gaming. Personally, there are some games that I do like to play. Just me. But just kind of digging into this. Main gaming, you know, realistically, realistically, and I do mean this, how far do y'all think we can get with the metaverse as far as gaming? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to keep it a band. I think we are at least 10 years off of it being really really good as far as like the metaverse and how everything rolls because right now it is it, it, it's legitimately the nintendo wii is what the metaverse is like if you wanted to live inside of the nintendo wii that's what the metaverse is um it's not even a really like crowded place it's very disrespectful i love it there um but I just don't really I think we're at least 10 years off of the gaming aspect of it being worth it because I've downloaded games, played them. Legitimately, the only game worth playing is that Saber game that you always see people playing on like Facebook lives and stuff like that. And it, that's the only game that's worth it. But I just don't see the point of me paying like 30 bucks for a game on a headset that takes me away from the everything else around me. I can't, I, I do like to escape into my games, but to that point, nah, I can't do it. 
Corey, what what you think, man? I'm gonna let you go. I I think maybe I think maybe my thoughts are a little too wild for this topic right now. So what you think? I I think I think similar to what what Killer was saying. Like I don't know if people are ready for a metaverse yet. I I think we're a few years away from it really being the thing. I don't think too many people are comfortable with it. It's 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 weird. And, you know, I, I think when you put something out there like that, it's for something like that, it's an experience and it's a very different experience. And I think for something like that, it takes a while for 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 anybody to to get with that. Like, like it took us a while to get into like 3D. Right, because not not everybody is into 3D, and with something like this, it's just, and I don't even know if there is enough games, enough whatever that would appeal to a vast majority of people. You know what I mean? And I think, trying to see how I put it, the fact that that they're that you're losing a whole bunch of money off of this is it, to me. I don't think it's it's a bad it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's bad uh, equipment or anything like that. I think the germ of the idea is great, but I just don't think the consumer, the majority of consumers, like sp- specifically gamers, are ready to embrace that just yet. So, um, okay. I want y'all to I, look. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all now. I think my idea. I think my idea about the metaverse is gonna be a little different than what y'all have typically heard um, in the discussions about the metaverse. So I don't think, Kill. I'm gonna answer your question. I, I don't think mm-hmm. we are ever um, going to be ready for the metaverse as currently constructed i don't know that it's ever going to happen i don't think it's ever going to happen um the reason why is because i don't believe that the metaverse should be marketed as a gaming platform i think there's something there's something about gaming and using your hands and your eyes that makes sense. You get what I'm saying? Like, like mm-hmm. there, there's something, there's something about holding the controller and pushing the buttons and moving the joysticks. There's something about that that makes that makes gaming gaming. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the what the metaverse does is it takes it takes the gaming element of the controller or the handheld device. It takes that out of your hand. And so, yeah, it, it's, and then it, it puts you in an alternate, in an alternate world, which is really, really cool. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the metaverse should be marketed rather than being marketed as a, as a gaming platform. I think the metaverse should be marketed as simply a virtual reality platform and out and, and remove any of the the 
games or whatever. Like, unless you're gonna put unless you're gonna put 2K in the metaverse and you can like play against 2K against like the 2K AI and like it actually feel like a basketball game. Like, like you like you actually feel the post ups. You feel somebody trying to body you. You unless it actually feels like real basketball. I don't think I, I don't think you know what I'm saying. And I'm just using basketball as an example. I don't think the metaverse should be marketed as a gaming platform. I think the metaverse is more useful in things like people work from home now. Using the metaverse to have your virtual meetings so everybody has an Oculus, has an Oculus on when you know they have a business meeting to attend. And in 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 the metaverse, everybody all of your coworkers are sitting at a table and you're having an in-person meeting in the metaverse. I think that would be better than marketing it as a gaming platform. I think I think that the metaverse would be more useful for stuff like this. The, th- the three of us could put on an Oculus with our microphones and we could be running this podcast and see each other at like we are in person rather than being in three different locations. I think that the, would I, be I, dope I, and I think, scary at the same time. I think I think the I think the metaverse is is would be useful for that. I think the metaverse would be useful for you know how you can make FaceTime calls. I think the metaverse would be would be useful for like if you want to put the if you want to put the headset on and you want to call you want to FaceTime call somebody in like an Oculus but like you're like it, it's almost like you're standing right there in front of them I think that is something the metaverse will be good for not gaming the the yeah. now, now the golf now the golf games that they got that are really cool because if there's no like Golf is not contact, but like the thing with the thing with gaming, and I'm gonna use like Madden or 2K as an example, right? When you have the controller in your hand, you physically can't feel when you're getting tackled, but you can feel the controller vibrate. Like you can feel like like there's a feeling that you have like in like when you're playing the video game or whatever. And unless the metaverse is gonna give you that similar feeling, I don't think. I don't think it should be marketed as a as a as a video game platform. I think the metaverse would be good for stuff like because on on the Oculus. Correct me if I'm wrong, Keller. On the Oculus, you can watch Hulu and Netflix and shit like that. Yes, you can. It's actually pretty dope. It's kind of like going to your own personal movie theater, just that you um, can't see your popcorn. Yeah. So so I think I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good. You know for watching a movie because then it would be like you sitting at a movie theater watching a watching a movie on a big ass screen um i even think it'll be good for professional shit like i said the meetings and shit but like like if you're working if you're working on a document and this would be really cool if you're working on a document let's say you're in in an excel you're in microsoft excel working on a spreadsheet Rather than using a mouse to click and shit, if you could use like if you could put the Oculus on and you could use your hand to drag and drop info in the spreadsheet where you want it, like use your hand to do it, I think that'd be fucking cool. I just don't think it needs to be a video game platform. 
Yeah, I I think everyone's trying to dig their way into gaming platforms. But honestly, I think uh, uh, as far as gaming goes on Oculus, something that could work is um, you remember the Wii Resort and Wii Sports? That kind of stuff can work on Oculus. Because legitimately, like when I said earlier, like playing the um, video games in the Oculus is like playing like inside of uh, like what playing like, inside of the Nintendo Wii would be. Mm-hmm. That's that's legit how I feel. And that's kind of what gaming on it is like. Like I've downloaded games. I've done stuff like that. And that's what it feels like. It's boxing simulation joint I got. It's just like that. Um, so I've already kind of noticed the direction they want to take it. And that's why I said they're at least 10 years away. But by then, we'll have Xbox will be on top of it with their new console. And maybe that'd be like a, a bridge off of it or something. Or maybe even Nintendo, I think, is closer than anybody else to making something that's that could really work for it. Like, can you imagine VR Pokemon? It would be nuts. Yeah. Now, what I now what I would like, if we're talking about you know, if we're talking about the, you know, virtual reality space, what I would like is, and I think PlayStation has, uh, I think there's PlayStation VR, right? PlayStation got PlayStation yes, VR. Yes, yeah. they do. So what I would like is for Xbox to, um, you know, come up with a headset kind of like PlayStation VR, come up with a headset where I'm still playing with the controller, except I'm not looking at a screen, but I'm looking at I, I'm looking the screen that I'm looking at is through the virtual reality headset. So I'm still gaming with my controller and everything, you know, with my hands and everything like that. Um, but instead of looking at a TV, I got the screen. I got the screen in this in this headset. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be dope. But um, but, I can see that being real dope. Yeah. Um. So unless unless you're gonna put unless you're gonna put like console games in, you know, the metaverse, and they're going to look graphically like they do on consoles. I don't think metaverse is ever going to be what people want it to be you know what i'm saying what gamers want it yeah. to be at least cory what you think what you think about about like that like that point of view whatever say that point one more time all right so um, so you know the way 2k looks right you know the way call of duty looks on console mm-hmm. unless it's going to look like that in the metaverse I don't think that the metaverse is ever going to reach its full potential because like when you put an Oculus on right now and you load up a game, it almost look, the graphics almost look like, it looked like first generation Xbox graphics. Mm-hmm. And like, to me, I, I like, I want something more real than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. It's like, it it can't be, a even though like the experience would be unique, I, I give you saying terms graphically, it can't be a step backward from Correct. what we're used to. Like Correct. I think that will that will definitely because because then you will be like, okay, yeah, this is this will be 
this was fun the first time. I enjoyed it the second time. But now it's like, okay, this is just kind of become like a lesser version of what I'm used to playing on my current generation system. And yeah. now I don't want to use it anymore. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, and, and I, I, like I said, I still want to be able to use my hands with gaming. I don't know how y'all feel about that. I still want to be able to hold a controller or, or hold the handheld device or whatever in my hands and use that for the game. I, I don't, I don't want to use these two, whatever the fuck they are. I don't want to have to hold these two things in the palm of my hand and like do shit that way. Like, nah, give me a controller with some buttons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to turn into a gaming console, then there's no other way to really play it. Yeah. Um, that, That's kind of why, like how I like how the switch did it. Um, the, yeah, you still got the way you can play it, same way you would with an Oculus. And on top of that, got a quick little trivia question for y'all. Mm-hmm. What was the piece of equipment that you could um add to a Nintendo back in the day to make it a VR? Oh, uh, uh, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, know either. I'm not, I'm not even gonna guess. Y'all gonna be mad as hell at yourself when I tell y'all it's called the Virtual Boy. What? Oh yeah, I have heard of that. Mhm. Yeah. I it was. It was red. It was like it, inside I, the. Vision I remember. Was, it was terrible. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah, it had like Mario Tennis, uh, Tetris. It, it was weird. Now we got that back in like was it 89 ish it was in between 89 and 93 i know it was around then because that's around the time that the consoles the console war between them and sega was really going high it's around the same time period but that joint sucked <laughs> <laughs> but that's also why i say i believe nintendo is the one that can possibly get it done. Yeah, if Nintendo and, then, and if, do it correctly. If Nintendo bought if Nintendo bought uh Oculus, cool. You know, that's a gaming that's a gaming company. They might know how to make it more like a gaming platform. The problem is Facebook bought it. Mark Zuckerberg bought it. He don't know what the hell he doing with no damn games. He don't even play video games. All he know how to do is code some shit. So like I'm not trying I'm not trying to play no video game created by no damn Mark Zuckerberg. Like I'm just not trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't even I don't even have a Facebook account. That's so you know I'm not trying to do no uh shit with Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah, that's the wildest part about that. Like, Cuz I mean you amazing. can you can still use it without one, but to get the full capabilities of it you darn have to tie yourself into it. Yeah, like it's it's amazing to me how, you know, VR has such the such great expectations, you know, in the gaming world, but the main VR platform is owned by somebody who knows nothing about video games. Damn, that's sad. Like that, that shit, that shit's that's just kind of crazy. It's like, it is. It's like why why would why would I buy a cigarette? And I don't smoke cigarettes, just so y'all know. But why would I buy a cigarette? From somebody who don't 
smoke cigarettes. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like why would I get? Like, why, would, why would I get? Why would I ask somebody what the best cigar is if they never who don't smoke? Like, yeah, who never smoked a cigar? Like, like that right. doesn't make sense. Or that's like saying, hey yo, you know where I can get a good steak? But dad, I'm vegan. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like yeah, it's it's like a vegan telling you, hey, you know who got a really good steak? It's like man, shut up. <laughs> Eat grass. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, so like, so and it's no, dis- it's no, it's no disrespect to people who uh, you know, have a vegan lifestyle. Like hell, my cousin is a vegan, so I don't got. I ain't gonna sit here and act like y'all ain't confusing the fuck out of me with that. Y'all confusing me. I don't get. It. How could you rob yourself of such a great part of life with just eating meat? Look, like I ain't about to be disrespectful to you know people who are vegan or anything like that. Like I, I like it, it's nothing wrong with it or whatever. But I'm not gonna take your advice on a steak. I'm just not gonna do it. Like, I'm not taking your advice. Hey, I just want to know. Killer said that. That was Killer, that's so harsh, bro. Yeah, yeah. Nice. bro, it's confusing <laughs> to me, man. Well, you know, some people don't want to eat meat just because like animals. They you know they don't yeah, animal, they don't want to animal cruelty and stuff. like Yeah. That. I know, I, 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 and see, and it's those, and it's those type people that confuse the fuck up me more than anybody. You would walk around with a cell phone made by slave labor over in China and feel nothing about it, but you feel bad for eating this damn little squealing pig or, or that big ass cow or even that Roman freebird chicken. You mean to tell me you feel worse about eating those things? Hey, look, which will put just, here for you versus I, I just, using this slave device. Now, granted, I'm saying this while moderating the show from a slave device. So I clearly have no problem using the phone and eating the chicken. No, because you, I'm not going to contradict my are, life like that. What weird. you are is an electronic whore. You, you ain't got no standards. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you are. But nah, I, like, I, I told you I told you before we, uh, before we started recording, like, I was thinking about you know, giving up red meat and chicken, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Hey. yeah, so I mean, that's different because you, you know, you're still going to be eating fish. It's still a meat. It's different. Like, had you said, yo, I'm cutting out meat completely, I'm like, damn, you know, what stage is it? It's the first question I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> this man. Hey, man. That, hey, and look, and look, and look, look be, be, real you, be real with you, I can make a joke like that because currently mama got stage four. So I can make a joke like Jesus that because it helps me, helps me, helps me, like, weigh it out better in my mind from a comedian standpoint. Yeah, but mom's getting better, though. So, you know. We yeah, she's getting better. She's getting better. She's taking that radiation like a champion. We, we good there, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but nah, man. I I just going back to the whole virtual reality thing, man. I just I just don't. I I am not very optimistic about. Um, I, it has a lot of potential. I don't think the potential is ever going to get there. It's one of them things where like, if you like play it consistently, it's too damn clunky. It's literally something that like I would do for like, all right, I will play this. I'm going to play this game on this Oculus for like 20 minutes just to get fix in or something. Yeah. It, like, that's just how it comes off to me. All right. So, yo, I'll be honest with y'all. Like right now, I just happen to like go to um go to my sports betting apps and stuff because yeah. I'm just taking a look at some stuff. And bro, Luca dropped old buddy. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is about Eastern Conference defenders tonight, but that shit looking terrible. So I don't know if I don't know if you've seen what I just put in the Discord, Killer, in the in the gaming news section, right? Yeah, I mean, Project Red back at it again. Back at it uh, again. CD Corey, are you familiar with CD Project Red? I am not, no. They are the developers. <sighs> they are the developers that made Cyberpunk. Okay. You know what Cyberpunk is, right? Yes, I do. Yep. Cyberpunk had that horrible launch that everybody and everybody was looking forward to the game and that shit was all buggy and everything yep. like that. Yeah. So CD Project Red are the developers for Cyberpunk. Um for Cyberpunk, they made the three Witcher games. The Witcher is the Witcher games are fucking phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Phenomenal uh, action adventure games. Um, they're so phenomenal that I am a fan of the Witcher Netflix series, which I am upset about because uh, Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, is no longer going to be um, no longer going to be. Um, uh, the Do not Witcher. go out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Geralt, he's no longer going to be him in the Witcher, so they replaced him with um, Hemsworth, uh, not Thor, but. Thor's brother. Thor's brother. Thor's brother. Not Loki. Yeah. Not Loki. The dude, Chris Hemsworth, real I think his name is Liam. Liam Hemsworth. Liam, yeah. Yeah. So so he's gonna be the new Geralt um in the Witcher, in the Witcher Netflix series. Not a bad choice. They you know, not a bad choice. But um he did a hell of a job in the Hunger Games. Um you know what I'm saying? So not a bad choice. But anyway. CD Projekt Red is the developer for uh for, for the Witcher series and CD and um and um Cyberpunk and all that shit, right? So they're remaking the Witcher series. Um, they're calling it Code Name Canis. Oh, Canis, my bad. Um, so I think that's gonna be. I think that'll be cool. But they announced a new Cyberpunk game, <sighs> and I ain't here for it. I ain't here for it. It was it was such a, it was such a bad launch. I didn't even play Cyberpunk 2077. So apparently, this new Cyberpunk is going to be called Orion. Um, yeah, they they didn't really they didn't really go into like what Orion is. They just said it'll take place uh, cyberpunk franchise further and continue harnessing potential dark of this dark future universe. If I'm telling you right now, the release of this game better not be as dark as Cyberpunk 2077 was. So CD Projekt Red got they got they had that one fuck up, and before and before the Cyberpunk release, like CD Projekt Red. They didn't have any flaws in the in the games they played. Mm-hmm. Like, like they had no flaws. Um, as a matter of fact, um, CD Projekt Red, um, the games that they have put out, just so y'all have context, all the Witchers. Um, hold up, where's the other games? I think it's called Orion because it's spelled just like Orion's belt. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Orion. Yeah, Orion. What did I did I I didn't say that. I didn't say Orion. Said or he's Orion. Oh, did I? 
Yeah, you were calling it Orion like probably, the entire time. I'm playing 2K at the same time. <laughs> Man, it's like Orion, 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 Aaron, A A Ron. So yeah, they so they put out The Witcher, A-A-Ron. The Witcher, A <laughs> A <A-A-Ron>. Ron. <laughs> yeah, all time great. That's, that's what I meant, Orion. I'm, play, yeah. I'm playing 2K. I was playing 2K at the same time. My bad. Oh, but, um, but it, I could, real, real quick question. Yeah. Has our boy Taribo Uawa been drafted yet, or is he still? Are you no, still? No, in no, no, no. He, he's, he's still in the he's still in the draft class. Still in the draft class. He's all right. What's the what's, what's the overall what's the overall for my boy? I don't know yet. All, I don't know yet. All I know is his draft grade is like a, is like a C plus B minus. So that's all I know. Oh, man, all that I know. means he ain't gonna get picked. You know, you know how I, <laughs> man, yeah, he get picked. You know how I do. You know how you I gonna... do my how my how I do my draft classes. I gotta I gotta put draft class in the joint. I gotta play all eighty two games. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I gotta go through the off season. So right now, I just finished game number seventy one. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So regular season about to be over. I'm about to go go to the playoffs, win that thing, and then we gonna see what the we gonna see what the draft looking like. So I'm gonna keep y'all posted yeah. on it. Yeah, bro. And I did see this one joint because you know you know, on Xbox you can kind of see you can see the game and the game mode that your friends are playing. Yeah. Bro, you was getting your ass whooped by San Antonio earlier, like last week or something. It did not look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably you probably right. San Antonio, yeah, they was beat my they was beat my ass. And uh, let me look up the box score because I got two K right now. Yeah, San Antonio was they was beating they was beating me for a little bit, but the second half I came out strong, you know, and I ended up beating they ass one thirty seven to sixty five. So you know, God damn. And this is on Hall Jeez. of Fame, by the way. You know what I'm saying? So, damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I do post my reels on Facebook. For my game, my 2K gameplay, I post them all, all on Facebook, all my reels. If you ain't beating the computer by 72 points, you might as well not even try to come see me in 2K. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. I gotta start. I gotta start my uh my my player journey. I'm not even trying to do the whole my player shit. I'm just trying to get in the park and in the city and see how that shit is. I ain't did no. Uh, I ain't did a my player or nothing in three in three 2Ks. So. Mm. We gonna see. We, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let y'all know about that journey. I ain't buying no VC. You probably have a fuck ton of VC anyway. And see, why are you telling my secrets? What? Why are you, tell, why are you telling my secrets? All right, so look. What secret? I was just saying you probably have a lot. You could have said nah, lie, right. and they came back and say yeah, true. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm share. I'm gonna share the wealth. I'm gonna share the wealth. Look, for all the 2K players this, that listen to Off the Sticks. This is the secret. You don't when you want to have a my player and you don't buy VC and you and you don't want to buy VC at the same time. You don't go and create your my player as soon as you get the game. What you do is you go to your franchise mode. You open up you start a my league or something like that. You put the quarter you put the quarters and shit on five minute quarters if like if that's what you want to do. For me. My quarters are set on 10-minute quarters because I love basketball. So whatever. Don't judge me. Um, I'm pretty much playing whole games out here. But set your set your set the clock on five-minute quarters, right? But every win, you get 947 um like virtual currency. You get 947 of uh, v- uh, VC coins every win so if you want so if you want if you nice in 2k you be playing on hall of fame all that you know what i'm saying you go start a my league you go start a my league you play about 
a good 50 games in your franchise mode against the computer. Win those games, go 50 and 0. Um, you know, you'll get you'll get your 947 VC coins per win. And then when you've accumulated enough VC to where you're not you're not hurting for it, you don't need to buy none. Then you create your my player then and boom, all the VC that you got from the my from my NBA and my league or whatever, all of that VC that you got, you spend that on your my player. Mm-hmm. And then when you run out of coins, when you run out of coins or whatever, you can build your my player up. You can build your my player up, you know, but just by playing games and shit, you can earn VC that way. And then you go back to your to your my league, play more games, beat the computer ass. And you get more coins. It's plenty of ways to get VC without buying them. The problem is, like, you know, motherfuckers be wanting they shit immediately or whatever, rather than, rather than, you know, what I'm saying, grinding out, mm-hmm. grinding out VC coins. So, yeah, that's, that, that's a secret. That's a secret. Yeah, and there's another other methods, um, like going to the little um, 2K daily picker or whatever for the uh, NBA games. Go there, pick them. Always select a hundred VC for each correct pick. So that way you you get the bread regardless. Like, and when it comes down to picking winners, that's the easiest side of sports betting. So I definitely rack up on that because I take a look at how a team played the last five games, take a look at their opponent's last five games, and you can typically tell based off of how someone's played over the last week whether or not they're going to get out there and score, play pretty well, or they're going to get out there and lay a fucking egg. So – you can kind of pick up on little stuff or something like that, and it's an easy way to make VC. Also, your daily quest and your weekly quest. Anything that says NBA game, go ahead and knock it out. And then as far as the um, online stuff, like you need like 100 rebounds, 200 points, 100 assists. Okay, if you want to get your 100 rebounds, best way to go there is go play one-on-one in the, um, in the one-on-one courts. Play there. Get your hundred rebounds. By then, you probably would have scored two hundred points. And all you got to do is just go to the wreck and rack up assists. I mean, who doesn't want to score in the wreck? So you out there legit just dropping like as 15, 16 fact, assists. As a matter of fact, you know what? When I get the my player shit, because because I'm gonna start the my player this weekend. When I get the my player shit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even fucking with the park. I'm going straight to the wreck. I'm going straight to the wreck in the pro ams. I'm not. I'm not fucking. With the park, the park is like, oh my god, the park is for people who don't know how to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Park is the, the only the park. Is the only park that's nice is the two on two. Two on two. If you got a a a shooter and a good rebounder, oh, you winning. And that's all me, my little brother do. He creates a big, grabs all the boards. I'm a playmaker. I'm a three point specialist. Kind of a playmaking point guard. And all we do is shoot and rebound and toss hoop, toss alley hoops. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. entire fucking offense. Now, um, but yeah, I, so I, I wanna go back, I wanna go back to this joint though. Uh I just wanna go back to what I was originally talking about real quick. CD Project Red, y'all ain't got no more fuck ups. If y'all fuck up this cyberpunk, and I'm gonna start, I'm really gonna start uh calling y'all shit. Orion or whatever the fuck I said. I'm really gonna start doing that shit. Um uh so yeah. 
Um, don't don't <laughs> fuck this up and don't fuck up the Witcher games. Please don't fuck up the Witcher games. Y'all got a great a great game already in the Witcher one, two, and three that's still playable right now. Y'all got a great Witcher series on Netflix that I watch every time y'all drop a new season. Don't fuck this up, please. Please don't fuck this up for me. Real shit. Real now, shit. Now before we go to anything else, Killer, I got I gotta ask Corey another question. All right. Corey, how do you feel about Russell Westbrook now? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he's embraced coming off the bench. Although I know he didn't like sitting out the last few minutes of the fourth quarter and sitting out the whole overtime last game. I like I like how he's accepting his role. I like Darvin Ham is like doing what he feels is best. And um I hope things are headed in the right direction. Still too early to say, but uh-uh, uh-uh, Corey. I need you to give Russ more credit than that. Cause, cause, uh, like, like, like we was talking about, like we was talking about some weeks ago. What was it? Two, two, three weeks ago. Lakers fans be pinning all their issues on Russ, but Russ had 18 points against Denver. What was that on the 30th? So that five days ago, six days ago. He had, um, hold up, don't get me the lion, don't get me the lion. Russ had 13, 9, and 7 against the Pelicans in that in that overtime win. And tonight, he got 23 already. Quarter, fourth quarter ain't even done yet. Um, where's his numbers? Yeah, 23 on 8 of 12 shooting. He has shot above 50% the last three games now. He has, he has, he has, uh, everything that y'all criticized him for, he has essentially, he has essentially been like, fuck y'all and, uh, (laughs) um, watch, watch how great I can be. Well, that's, well, part of it is because they got him in the right role right now. Like he's coming off the bench and I think he will be. For this team, yes. For for this for the for the list Lakers team as presently constructed, yes, and it's working. Like, and I think he's embracing his role. I wouldn't be shocked one bit if if this like if he if he doesn't get traded and things stay as they are, and at least for the most part, I wouldn't be shocked if he went six man of the year. Like, I think as this team is currently constructed, I think it makes the most sense for Rush coming off the bench, lead that second unit. Do his thing, and it's 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 working out better than how it did in the beginning, in the first few games, and all of last season. So I'm very encouraged by that. I think if Westbrook wins Sixth Man of the Year, he'd be the first former MVP to also win that award. So that would be interesting to see. Hey, look, but um, I'm gonna tell you right now, Russ ain't winning no Sixth Man of the Year. Yeah, but Russ, Russ ain't winning Sixth Man of the Year. But I will say this though. Russ coming off the bench is cool. I said Russia come off the bench on, on on the Lakers on the Lakers roster because of how because of who is on their roster. However, Russ, let's be very clear. Russell Westbrook is the best point guard y'all have on that team. The he is the best point guard the Lakers have. 
I want that to be extremely clear. He is the best point guard the Los Angeles Lakers have on that roster. There is not one point guard that is better than Russell Westbrook on that team. Russ should be starting, but because of the lackluster personnel that the Lakers have starting, it's forcing him to come off the bench to be effective. Because, and it's working out. Because the starting lineup provides him with no fucking support. So. Zero energy. Actually, you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, um, there's a guy that played at Winston State named Lamar Monger. He was a two-guard, came off the bench for us. And the one question everyone kept asking was, bro, why is he not a starter? Because he was lighting shit up. Why is he not a starter? Man, he's not a starter. And I actually listened to the crowd, and I asked Coach Collins that same question. And I believe this actually fits for what Russell Westbrook has. He said, no, sometimes you can have too much talent on the floor at one time. To the point where there's one thing superstars aren't going to do because superstars aren't built like Russell. They're not going to go out there and give you that um, that level of effort every single night, every single play, every single minute they're on the floor. You're not going to get that. But with Russ playing with other guys who are hungry and trying to get minutes, like I think he played most of his most of his game with um, Austin Reeves and a couple of other bigs like he hasn't really been on the floor with LeBron and AD. So 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 remember Corey, remember Corey when um the uh, I think it was was it this was it this past episode one last week where I said that you had like Dallas Cowboy fan syndrome about the Lakers. Mhm. Remember that? What what's your reaction going to be? Or not your reaction. What are you going to say when the Lakers still lose and Russ is playing and Russ is playing good? Then then what's going to be the problem? Because because the way I see it, and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you personally. I'm not asking you what you, Corey, are going to say. I'm saying when I say what are you going to say, I'm talking about Lakers fans. Because the way I see it, Lakers fans have pinned all of their problems on Russ. Well, when Russ is no longer the problem and you and, and y'all are still losing, then, then who y'all gonna put the blame on? Y'all gonna say Darvin Hampal? I think you're underestimating the hate. Not I don't, hate. Hate's not that. That's 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 the wrong word. I don't think you understand the dislike Lakers fans have for Rob Palenka and that entire front office. Like Lakers fans, nobody likes the front office. Genie bus on down. Like I know. It's easy to it's easier to pin it on Russ because Russ is front and center. Russ is playing, but nobody, no Lakers fan likes this Lakers organization. Nobody does. Everybody wants Palinka gone. Everybody wants the Ramby to be gone. Everybody wants Genie to do something like there is Lakers the fans. Ramby, hold yeah. on, did you say the Ramby? The Ramby. <laughs> Lakers, the, the, they the, hate the Mr. and Mrs. Rambis. Yes, we they go. We call him the Ramby. <laughs> The Ramby. Nobody likes that. Like, I mean, like, shoot. Like, Linda Rambis is, is only there because Kurt she's Jesus. Yeah, nobody Yo, likes the Ramby. That's how we refer to him, the Ramby. A hundred percent. This man, Corey, just had a killer moment, bro. You were savage as hell just now. 
Ram. Bro, that's that's what they go by, bro. They they are the Ram by. Like, think about it, like Linda. The what qualifications does Linda Rambis have of having any say so in basketball? And who knows? Like, she's know. only there because she's Jeannie Buss's best friend. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and Kurt Rambis is a, is a swell guy from all things I hear. But man, they got Kurt no- Rambis. <laughs> Kurt Rambis sucked <laughs> as a coach. Bro, but but, 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 like, they, but look, Phil Jackson loved him, and Jeannie loved it. That that look, that's that. It's see, okay. I damn, I ain't even want to try going though, Ted. This this is the gaming podcast. But anyway, look, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this shit your fault. Genie Bus, like they okay, you got the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, but we are still run like a mom and pop shop. We are still run in this like little bitty bubble. And there's this thing called Lakers exceptionalism. Like Genie Bus only deals with people that is within the family, meaning anybody that has that has had ties with the Lakers organization, starting with her father. That's who she goes. That that that's who she surrounds herself with. So the entire front office is completely insulated, which is why we don't have a competent GM because we didn't do an actual GM search. Like that's why we don't have real like basketball people like basketball but i'm not talking people who play basketball i'm talking people who have basketball a basketball mu- exactly we don't have anybody in that front office what we have is oh my best friend oh i think your husband's like hey y'all come in. like th- that's what we have that is what the lakers front office is comprised of like that is and so like when i say yes russ gets a lot of the blame from fans because like it's it's he's he's an easy target because he's front and center but i'm telling you mike Nobody likes the Lakers front office, and we haven't in years. Oh, I believe you. I like believe it's, you. it is. I, I would argue, like we have one of the worst front offices in the NBA. Like, I, well, I, don't, I don't think you it's even do not office. have. Oh no, never mind. I was gonna say you do not have a front office worse than New York Knicks, but I'm thinking no. about Jim Dolan. The Knicks yet, have no. World Wide West, and they got um uh, mm-hmm. uh the other Leon dude. Rose. So, yeah, yeah, Leon the, Rose. The, the, yeah. yeah, the Knicks the, are fine the, now. The Knicks, the Knicks front office is fine. It's just Dolan. Yeah. So no, yeah. you're probably right. Y'all probably got the worst front office in all of basketball. Yeah. But um, th- this is what I mean by Lakers fans got Dallas Cowboy got Dallas Cowboy syndrome. Y'all was chanting MVP at Russell Westbrook tonight. Yeah, I saw that. Y'all was chanting MVP seven days ago. Y'all wanted this man shot, killed, body thrown in the Chattahoochee River. Bruh. Yeah, that's that's how they are, bro. I mean, that's that's the description. You feel me? Like, 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 y'all wanted the man gone. Y'all wanted him finished. What did he? What did they say in in, in the movie Head of State with Chris Rock? Uh, when the uh the Security. vice president, no, the vice president that was Sharon Stone's cousin, he was like, oh. he was like, I'm running to this guy. I'm running against this guy. Well, that is some bullshit. I want this guy done. You hear me? Finish him. That's how y'all was talking about <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> That's how y'all was talking about Russell Westbrook, and now y'all over here chanting MVP. Y'all bipolar. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Off the Sticks, where you'll get a random ass B tiered movie from two thousand four as a reference call. Had to I just want had to say only here. Had to say this is one of my favorite movies ever. Corey had it on DVD when we was roommates. I sure used, did. Bro. We used to watch that shit religiously. Bro, yeah, I used to was funny. I had this DVD Forty year old bag, version was on shit. That was a good movie. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that rant, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you no, know, it's no, Mike's don't, fault. 
Don't be sorry. Look, Mike, can't, Mike cannot be the only person going on rants on off the sticks. I, I'm looking at I'm looking at Katie ass wear this damn beanie on that nappy ass head that he need to oh shave. My God. So so I look, I could go on a rant about that, but but you know what I'm saying I I ain't, I ain't trying to disrespect the man more than I already done did. So whatever. Oh, so I got a quick question. Just kind of looking at the NFL stuff. Anybody else want to know why the NFL's kicking off at two o'clock on Sunday instead of one? Why? Daylight savings. Oh, daylight savings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Right, right, okay, right. that right, makes more. Right. So then it'll so go back and out. So it's okay, still it'll still be one o'clock. Okay, yeah. I was looking like, you know, getting ready for that segment. I'm like, do what the f- funny words? I was really stuck with that. I, I, but I was like, how are you just gonna reschedule your life like that, bro? And then the following week, shit's back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so we gonna do this new thing. We gonna do the new thing on on each game and show where we're going to induct, or we're going to discuss a game, and we're going to, and if it gets two thirds of a vote, we're going to put it. In the Off the Sticks Hall of Fame, I, yeah. as a matter of fact, I am going to create a channel in the Discord right now as we speak called the Gaming Hall of Fame. So we got a track. So we got a. So we got a track record of every game we have inducted into the Hall of Fame. That would be dope. All right. Yep. So. We gonna we gonna attempt we gonna attempt to raise some banners. So we'll do so we'll do we'll we'll put six games on the panel. Alright. If all, all right. six if all six get two third votes, all six go in the rafters in the Discord. You feel me? Alright. Um if only one gets two third votes, then only wanna go. You know what I'm saying? Um all right. and each one of us are going to name two retro games, which is how you get the six. I'm going to name two retro games. Killer, you name two. Core, you name two. All right? Yep. So, the first game I'm going to nominate is, hold on, let me, let me, get, let me get the right one. So, uh, y'all should probably be doing some research right now while I'm going, but, okay, the first game that I'm going to put that I'm going to nominate for the Off the Sticks Game in Hall of Fame Crash Bandicoot not two, not three, not four but the first one, the very first Crash Bandicoot I'm nominating Crash so I'm nominating Crash mm-hmm. and yeah I'm nominating Crash and I am going to nominate for the second one. Ooh, um, NBA Street Volume Two. So, okay. So, NBA Street Volume Two, and I'm I'm typing these so just so I I have like just so we know what games we put on the panel this week, right? All right. 
All right, Corey, what's your uh, what's your two games that you nominate in? If he there, he's thinking hard. If he's he on not, mute. He, he's on mute. He's yeah, he's definitely on mute. He's probably running his mouth hard. I am on mute. I am on mute. I I I did the same thing Killer did last year. Yeah. <laughs> I sure did. I was just talking to him anyway. Well, what I was saying was, um, it wouldn't be me if I didn't at least nominate one wrestling game for the inaugural edition right. of this. So, and this is an easy one. Uh, no mercy. I okay. mean, it, and it was it was WWF No Mercy. Yeah. Okay. And number two. I made mention of this um, earlier in the show. I'm going to go with Mortal Kombat 2. Okay. Okay. I, I can dig that pick. All right. So, Killer, what you got? What two games you got? I'm going to go with Street Fighter 2. Hmm. Okay, Street Fighter 2. And when we say retro, what system and back are we going with? What, you, what do you mean? Like, does it, or does, it or does it end with the 360 and then on the way back? Or like how, what generation there, do I there start is with? no limit. No limit? You could put the arcade pinball if you wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't no limit. Like, I got Mavis Beacon typing. I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> Yo, I, I, I would I, I would put that I will put that in one of the all time learners. <laughs> Mavis Beacon. Hey, that was my that never mind. I was gonna say the B word. That that was my B word. That was my B word. <laughs> he told me how to type two hundred words a minute. Yeah. And I wouldn't be the very best. Like no one ever was without putting in Pokemon Generation 2, Gold, Silver, Crystal. Because with Pokemon, is a little different. Gold, Silver, Crystal. Nah, those Gen are two games, Killer. Nah, but they're the same. It's weird. With Pokemon, it is Generations. Because you got the two that basically just have like. Gold and silver were pretty were pretty much the same. Yeah, and then crystal was like the main version of that generation. Just like yellow is the main version of Gen One. Same thing with crystal. Then you got emerald. Then you got platinum. Black two, white two. Like you get where I'm where I'm going. Like it's always a game that's the peak of a generation, but the but the entire generation is basically the same kind of a, same game for the most part. Yeah. Okay, so um, we got so we so got yeah. our six on the board. I, I I included. I just put. I just say I just, uh, silver. Pokemon silver. No, no. I just I lumped. I lumped gold, silver, and crystal all together. I just lumped. GSC. Yeah, sure. So now we got to vote. So first up is NBA Street Volume Two. Is that Hall of Fame worthy, y'all? <sighs> I say yes. Personally, of course you do. Biggie, Pick the game. Biggie Little was that. Was that? Mm. Uh, Biggie Little was that dude. Hmm. What y'all thinking? 
I'm thinking about just how much, because when I think about Hall of Fame games, I'm thinking about a game I can just play over and over and over and over and over again. For me, and, for me, Volume Two was like that. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at you know in comparison to the other games that came out around that same time period, and how it stood the test of time as well, because you remember that game before you really when you say PS2 basketball games. That's one. Of, that's like the first one that pops up. Yeah. This is yeah, tough. I, mean, I love the Street Series. Yeah, that and Street Hoops. Oh, man. And to me, Volume 2 was the only good NBA Street game. I, I like 3. I didn't like 3. I did not like 3. I liked it. And I just, like just so y'all are aware... NBA Street Volume 2 is the only NBA Street to pull a perfect 10 rating. How much of that was because MJ was in it? No, I think, honestly, it was because of guys like Biggie Little and Dr. J. Dr. J graced the cover, was on the middle, front, center of the cover. True. Yeah, I mean MJ. MJ was in it. MJ was nice in it too, but you can't tell me that everybody ain't played with Biggie Little. Oh yeah, I mean of course everybody and, did. Everybody, everybody was. It was Kevin was, Durant. Like matter of fact, matter of fact, NBA Street Volume Two. The roster of characters was AI, Baron Davis, Ben Wallace, Biggie Little. Bill Russell, Bill Walton. Oh my God, that dude, the character Bonafide. Oh my God. Um, they had Chris Webber, Darius Miles, Daryl Dawkins. They had Dirk, <laughs> Earl Monroe, Jason Kidd, Jermaine O'Neal, Stackhouse, Jerry West, Dr. J, Kareem, Kenya Martin, KG, Kobe. They had uh, Lamar. They had Magic, Jordan, Bibby. Like, yo, the the fucking roster. They had my boy Jamal Tinsley, though. They had, <laughs> they had Peja, Reggie Miller, Shaq, Stephon Marbury. Uh, they had Stevie Franchise. Remember the, the character that they made, Stretch? Yeah. yeah. That like, man was a walking block. You know what I'm saying? So they had Vince, T-Mac, Tim Duncan, um, Will, Yao Ming. Like, yo. They, they, had, they had some. They had some. Yeah, they had some characters, yo. Hmm. All right. You know what? I'll give it a nod. That's, that's I think I'll I will, too. I think okay. I will, too. Okay. All right. Okay. So we got, so we got NBA Street in there. We got a yes for NBA Street. What about... Crash Bandicoot, first one. For me, I don't I'm, know. I'm a little weird on platformers. For me, I don't know if Crash Bandicoot is Hall of Fame worthy. When I say I don't know, I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying when I think about it, it could, it to me, it's Hall of Fame worthy, but I don't know 
if I'm being biased because it was my introductory to platform games. Like, it was the very first platform game that I ever played. I played Crash Bandicoot before I played any Mario game. I put it this way. For me, I don't know if the game itself, like just the, the, the within the game, makes it Hall of Fame. But I think I would vote Crash Bandicoot Hall of Fame for the simple fact that in my mind, it was sort of the the fate, the launching point. The um, I don't know. It was like it was it was pretty much everybody's introduction to like the play. Like it's synonymous with PlayStation, and yes, it's it was like it was the game. It was it was the character that introduced everybody to PlayStation, and it's and PlayStation is what it is today. So I think for me, from a Impact standpoint, I think I think I would have to put Crash Bandicoot in Hall. I of like Fame. how you put Impact in there. Yeah. Um. Oh, jeez. Like I was leaning no. I was leaning no. Because it was a platformer. Because when I think about successful platformers, I also think about how they stack up against similar competition that includes games like sonic the hedgehog um and those three remarkable games from the genesis era um mario and the games from the i say the n64 and back but you're naming all hall of fame worthy games though yeah and that's kind of where it hits because i look at crash and i have to compare it to around games that were released around the same time which is mario 64 one of the greatest platformers of all time and then spyro which was released on the same console um what's my boy um jackson dax jackson uh was it jackson dexter daxter or some shit like that um ratchet and clank crash bandicoot Um, is better than ratchet and clank yeah i'm just saying like these are all the platformers that i have around that same time period to Compare it to. Right, but listen to what I'm saying, though. Listen to what I'm saying. Just because those are the games that you're comparing it to, it doesn't make... It doesn't mean that all of those games aren't in the Hall of Fame. Like, it's not a, it's not a either or. It's, it's not like... It's not like, just because LeBron is going to the Hall of Fame, it doesn't mean that D-Wade is not going to the Hall of Fame. Because you're com- because he's compared to LeBron because they were in the same class. That that that's not how that works. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get I get what you mean, but I'm saying like sometimes a game can be exalted based upon what happened around it. Like, what's the best way to put this? What's a Hall of Famer that now, if he played now, probably wouldn't even average 18 points a game? Like a guy like Dave Bing. He's a Hall of Famer, yeah. Only because of the time that he played, like when he played, and I think that does have to. I think that does get taken into consideration with video games. I think it's easier to take into consideration. Um, but off of impact alone, and the fact that out of all those other platformers I listed outside of Mario and Sonic, this is the only one that is still really going. Because have y'all played Crash Four? Uh, I haven't. I haven't. Four. I haven't played. No. Four. Crash 4 is damn good. Yeah. Might be the best of the series. I mean, I mean Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot got longevity. 
And oddly enough, the only reason why there's a Sony PlayStation 4 in my house right now was because my lady wanted to play Crash Bandicoot games. All right, so what are you voting? You're saying a whole lot. What are you voting? Like I said, I started off with a no until Corey brought up Impact, and then I thought about what Impact Crash had on my damn wallet. I'm going to go with yeah, but he's very, he's a Draymond Green ass Hall of Famer. Oh, hell no. You, 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 I'm going to vote yeah too, but he ain't no Draymond Green. I'm just saying. You tripping. Oh, man. Um. All right. So next up is WWF No Mercy. I think all three of us giving this a yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, I don't, don't even think we need to talk uh, about we that. We don't even need to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need to do that. Mortal Kombat 2. Dude, it introduced fatalities. To me, Mortal Kombat 2 is the dark knight to Mortal Kombat's Batman Begins. Like, the original Mortal Kombat game was a damn good game. Mortal Kombat 2 perfected the formula, and it added your base characters, got bigger and better, more, more moves, the tournament, the, the tournament format for most fighting games changed after this Mortal Kombat, after Mortal Kombat 2. I think it had heavy influence in future tournament style games like, like the Tekkens and things like that. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it was just it, it obviously it, it didn't it didn't start the the tournament, you know, 1v1 types game type games, but it expanded on what could be instead of just your standard 1v1 you could you could have you could have battles and since it's more combat in alternate universes it didn't have to be just the standard the, the standard place that they had in the first one like you could travel it, it's just so many things i think that opened the world to so many other fighting games and that's why to me i think this is like a hall of fame game to me all right killer what you got it was because of most of those things that I, I put this in the Hall of Fame. I mean, we're talking introducing the fatality system, which they had in one, but it was like one fatality for character, and then like was it one stage fatality? Was it Corey? Yeah. First game, like on this, mm-hmm. you were on the bridge, and you not at the bridge in the acid vat, um, when all you did was just perform the um the uppercut, and you knocked them right into the vat. Mm-hmm. Versus it becoming a series of inputs in starting in Mortal Kombat 2. And I think they also introduced friendships and um, babalities. And it was such a deep fighter for the time. I mean, think about all the things we got. And these weren't things you had to unlock. These are just things you had to learn in-game. Because yeah. it didn't come in like a book in the back full of all the fatalities and how to perform them. You had to learn how to perform them. Or, write a, or when you finally figured it out. You had to write it down real quick. Like, my homeboy had a notebook full of the fatalities. Like, just, hey, yo, bro, try this one out. Try this button combination. I'm just like, bro, I'm not here for you to get this experiment done, bro. I'm trying to beat, I'm trying to win 50 straight matches so I can unlock noob side by. Like, that's why I'm here. <laughs> but, All right, so. Yeah, so Hall of Fame. You... Hall of Fame game for me. Hall of Fame game for you? Mortal Kombat 2. Um, yeah. I'll, I'm also giving Mortal Kombat 2 a nod. So, 
Mortal Kombat 2 also gets in. So we got four games on the very first Hall of Fame induction. Cool. Street Fighter 2 is up next. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to say no. Wow. What makes that a no? Hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta hear what makes this a no. Street Fighter 2? Yeah, Street Fighter 2. What um, makes this a no? With there, there are other games that I prefer to play over Street Fighter Two. There are other fighting games that I prefer to play over Street. Like it, and it didn't make an, it didn't make enough impact for me. So like how how you were on the brink of saying Crash Bandicoot was a no because mm-hmm. there were other there were other platform games. Yeah. Street Fighter did Street Fighter. There were other fighting games. But and, and it also didn't make a big enough impact to me. So, like, I, like me, I would rather play Tekken two than Street Fighter two. I would rather play Mortal Kombat one or two over over Street Fighter two. I would have rather played uh, event the real deal event the Holyfield Sega game before I played Street Fighter two. I would have rather played Mario or Sonic or before I played Street Fighter two. I would have rather played live before Street Fighter 2. Like, Street Fighter 2 was not high enough on the... It wasn't important enough on the uh, on the gaming priority list for me, like, ever. Yeah, that's well... Just, that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Now, reason why I put it in there, um, they went a different direction from where when other fighters were getting more gory, when you think about like around that time period, you had Mortal Kombat, they were gory. Killer Instinct was gory. Everyone else was going for the gore and the shock factor as a selling point. They were just like, yo, we're just going to make a damn good fighter. We're going to balance our characters out. Some are going to be able to deal more damage than others, but they're going to be a lot slower and the input is going to be slower versus us having more balanced characters like Ken and Ryu. And then you got more special attackers like um like Dalsum. So you had a wide range of characters. Um you had the most annoying fighter character of all time in Vega, especially when he was on his home stage. It was fucking annoying. But it to me it balanced out what Sega and Super Nintendo could need and want out of a fighter. Because Sega was doing what Nintendo wasn't. They were allowing blood. Well, Street Fighter was like, we're not even going to remotely get involved in that. We're just going to release a great game on both consoles. So I think that worked out a lot better for them in that aspect. And on top of that, Tournament Edition Hmm. and Turbo. Keep in mind, this game released like four times. That's how great it was. That's where I was going to go. That was going to be my reason for putting Say as the Hall of Famer. Because of everything you said and the fact that Street Fighter 2 literally is the only fighting game that spawned other games before you even got to Street Fighter 3. You had Street Fighter 2, you had Hyper Fighter, you had Super Street Fighter, Street Fighter Alpha, like all of those spawned from Street Fighter 2. And to me, I know the originals, uh, the original Street Fighter um it came out years before that. But for me, the Street Fighter that we all came to know and love and play spawned from Street Fighter 2. So 
So for me, that makes it a Hall of Famer to me. Okay, so it got so it got two out of three. So hey, it's going in. Street Fighter Two. If y'all haven't checked the Discord yet, I'm raising banners. Yeah, I see. It's dope. I'm raising banners. All right, so I next. forgot they had the cat on the cover of No Mercy. Hey, the cat age. I fuck with her. She got <laughs> naked on pay per view. I rem- I gonna never forget that. She got naked, and, and yeah. me. I, I'm like, I wish we had DVR back then. Mm. Well, we well then again, on the WWE app, I'm pretty sure they don't have any of those. Hell no, there. they don't have a cat up there. No, no, Hell no. no. I wish they they, did. they blur it. She got naked. She was like, let's get naked. I remember that exactly. <laughs> so everything off. I was like, oh, 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 oh. my uh, parents yeah, man. about this. And that's Jerry yeah. Lawler's wife. That's the, that's wild. Yeah, that was, yeah. I think she's a nudist now, though. I figured. I mean, she did get nude for <laughs> everybody, including all the six-year-olds who begged their parents to watch that particular pay-per-view like us. Yeah, man. They were getting yeah. wild in the Attitude Era, man. That was the Attitude, the Attitude Era, the greatest era of wrestling. Um, okay. Pokemon, Gold, Silver, and Crystal. This should be damn near unanimous. I'd say yeah, Hall of Famer. Go ahead, I kill, I'm, assuming, I'm, a, I'm assuming, kill, I'm assuming you saying yes. Of course, I'm saying yes. Because you didn't say nothing. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, it's gonna be yes. I'm, I was kind of waiting for y'all because I'm gonna tell you why it's a yes for me. It was the first generation I ever got a chance to own. I played red, blue, and yellow, but I never owned them. It was Christmas 2000, and me and my brother got gold and silver, and we went to game. Was it? Not GameStop. What what a GameStop buy was it? Um, EB Games. EB Games, yeah. EB. We went to EB Games, and since it been closed for quite some time, we stole a little connector cord, the link cable, mm-hmm. and I I got the full Pokemon experience. So, you know, trading, battling, but that game and what it offered. The only Pokemon game with more than one region. You get Kanto and Joto. Um, having an actual boss for the middle portion and the end of the game, and the fact that the end of the game was a mystery to us until after we actually beat the Pokemon League. Because the one question I kept having was, I swear to God, when I beat the Pokemon League on red and blue, I was like level 60. Why is a champion level 50? And I'm like level 44 or some shit. So I was thrown off until after I beat the game, showed up, and you respawned in your room, and the phone rang. And it was Professor M saying, hey, I got this ticket for this boat. You can hop on there and go to Kanto. I was like, oh, shit. I can actually play the rest of the region. And I love that about the game. Um, I think it's probably one of the more balanced games. Um, it's also one of the hardest Pokemon games to Nuzlocke simply because of the um, the Pokemon that are available to you in game. You don't get a like a overpowered amount. Um, you don't necessarily get all the best mods, but it's still a dope game 
on many levels because of it. But that's just how I looked at Pokemon Silver. So I I already put the banner up in, up there because it got two out mm-hmm. of three. Um, it is it is a Hall of Fame. It is it is unanimous. Uh, like Killer would have thought, it is unanimous. But it's not unanimous because of Crystal or because of Silver. It is unanimous because of Pokemon Gold, and for me, Pokemon Gold. There's only two. Or not two, not only two, but the two greatest Pokemon games to me are Gold and Red. And then third would be Blue. Um, the fact that this, the fact that we, because we bundled them up together mm-hmm. and Gold was one of the bundles, I'm going to give it Hall of Fame. If Gold was by itself, I would give it Hall of Fame. If silver and crystal were bundled together and gold was separate, gold is getting a nod over silver and crystal. For me, that that's it's just for me though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying silver or crystal was bad. It just ain't do what gold did for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and I think a lot of that comes down to what you had access to. Keep in mind how old we were when these games yeah, came yeah, that's out. Yeah, true. That's true. A lot of it's what we had access to. That's true. Like because I had a little brother, my parents were like cool. One of y'all will get this one, other one will get this one. And it just so happened that on Christmas Day, I actually unwrapped gold. Can, can and my I, can brother I, unwrapped silver, can, and we traded the games the same day. Can I, can I, um, can I alter this Pokemon? Can, can Pokemon be the first franchise that we put in the Hall of Fame? Can we put, you know Pokemon, what? Can we put the, Pokemon? yeah. Yeah. Can we agree yeah. to put the Pokemon franchise and rather than those three games? Because here's the thing. Regardless, regardless of what um regardless of what Pokemon game you enjoyed, whether it was red, blue, whether it was gold, you know, uh silver, crystal, sapphire, whatever, um Pokemon has Pokemon did something that no other game and franchise has done. Pokemon, like like with basketball, for example, the rivalry was always 2K or live, you know what I'm saying? Like 2K or live, mm-hmm. 2K or live. But with football, with football, it was 2K or Madden before they stopped the 2K shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what Pokemon did, Pokemon is the only game and franchise I know of that created rivalry within the same fucking brand. Pe- people was, if you had Pokemon Red, you was not fu- fucking with people who had Pokemon Blue. If you had if you had Gold, you was not fucking with people who had Silver. Like, you was looking at them like, why the fuck did you buy Silver? They'd be lo- looking at you like, why the fuck did you buy Gold? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it was, it was <laughs> like, like, but it was all, it was all the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they, they're the only, they're the only gaming company I know who has done something like that like how how is how does how do people put a company versus it put one gaming company versus itself you, you that's yeah 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 uh because i have to look at it the same way like me and one of my homeboys um actually it's kind of crazy because he actually came to winston the same year y'all did he left after um that after his freshman year, but um he always had the opposite game for me. Like I had silver, he had gold, 
I had red, he had blue, I had diamond, he had pearl, I had black, he had white. <laughs> like it we always did that and because of that we were able to have more complex battles. Yeah. Because we were able to um like I was able to get some Pokemon that he didn't have access to and vice versa. So I had to find ways kind of like around how we battled. Now, because we both have jobs and we make decent amount decent amount of money, when the new games come out, I'm getting both. Same thing he's gonna he's gonna get both. And I, I like how you took that picture out of Discord because I, I was like, why did you use a picture from Go? No, I just yeah, I just <laughs> took just I just put I, I just wanted Pokemon front and center, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just typed, but I know I just I just picked a picture that just exemplified like just Pokemon period, like you know what I'm saying, like, like, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think Pokemon, I think the whole franchise deserves to be put in there simply yeah. for the Game Boy success. I'm not even talking about I'm not talking about DS. I'm not talking about 3DS. Like fuck those. I mean, nah, no, no. Honestly, yes, talk about those. No, I, because, I'm not. No, I, I, literally, I, I, literally, check me out. Here's the reason. Because of those games is the reason why those consoles sold. Like, you have your people who just buy it because it's Nintendo. You have your Nintendo stands. I said, but literally, once Pokemon has a release date, console sales balloon. Like, they, they shoot up like a rocket. It looks like, it damn near looks like inflation, the way that shit shoots up. Yeah, I mean, I I get you, yeah. I get you, but like, look, tell me, tell me this. I know y'all felt, I know y'all felt the rivalry between fucking Charmander and Squirtle. Like, yo, if you had a fucking Charmander, motherfuckers was trying to take you out with Squirtle. Like Squirtle, like if you had a Charmander, Squirtle was the cheat code. Like, cause water is putting fire out every single time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. everybody who had a Squirtle would beat the shit out of a Charmander. Like again, it's that red and blue thing. Red and blue is like when I red and blue is probably my introduction to rivalries. Like I, I sports did not even introduce me to rivalries before Pokemon did. Pokemon made me realize, hold the fuck up, I gotta choose Biggie or Pac, Cowboys or Redskins. Uh, like, like that's that's like for me it was Duke and Carolina, but that's Duke, Duke and Carolina. Like, like Pokemon made rivalries make sense. Yeah, and oddly enough, that rivalry with me and my boy Sean still exists to this day. Like, and it, we low key like fight over my son with Pokemon he chooses. So we, I'll take him to like GameStop and I'll just let him pick a plushie. He's been picking a lot of fire types, which means he he's definitely got his daddy's heart. Like, so I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about that, but like the rivalry even runs that deep. Yeah, it's because my mm-hmm. boy's a water type trainer. Like he actually, when my son was born, he bought him this big ass Squirtle. Like, and he throws it around the house from time to time, but it's like it's a big fucking life size Squirtle doll. Like, like Pokemon has literally done shit like. Even me and Killer, we we can me and you, we will go back and forth on some rival shit. I'd be like, Killer, use a bitch, and, and Killer, you be like, <laughs> you be like, well, use a hoe. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's it's like, yo, like, yo, the, the shit, the shit. Uh, it's all it all started with Pokemon. It all started oh, with Pokemon. Shit. <laughs> it, it'd be like, 
Fuck you. We'll screw you. <laughs> same, same shit. You lit liquor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. You but yeah, yo. Liquor, you. Is it cootie queen? <laughs> you calling cootie queen? You lit liquor. Shorty neck was. <laughs> Shorty's neck was long as fuck. Did anyone else like really like like I couldn't nah, even she did have face, a, she did have a neck like a giraffe. Bro, her neck was longer than a work day, bro. That shit was ridiculous. <laughs> longer than a work day. <laughs> like, god damn, man. I better take her three minutes to swallow water. That shit don't make no sense. I thought you was about to say swallow something else. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Hey, this what this why I love the fucking gaming shows. This shit be taking left turns. Oh god. Um, okay, oh. all right. Sports betting. We promised the people we was gonna give them sports betting. We got games on Sunday, Monday. I'm sure some basketball shit too. Killer, what the odds looking like? Are we and and are you looking at FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars? Like, are you looking at the Vegas lines? Like, where are you? What's the reference points for the for the uh, for the so the reference points I'm using I'm using the current Vegas lines, okay. and the Vegas lines are actually shown on Bleacher Report as well. So if you need a quick like look at it without having to go all the way online, Bleacher Report. Okay. Now, I'm starting in football. Easiest way to do it. Jets Bills. It's the first game I would say take Bills minus the points. I think the Bills are playing really great ball. Now the spread is eleven and a half, which means timeout. Hmm. I, I I need you to explain. Like I mm-hmm. know what the money line is. Mm-hmm. The money line is probably the simplest way to bet. Yep. Because picking a winner. Right. You're picking a winner, and you know, um, like I can explain the money line. If if it's a plus, then they're the then they're the favorite. If it's a minus, then they're the underdog. Right. Was it no flip it? It's, it's a, flip if it. If it's a minus, if it's mm-hmm. a minus, they're the favorite. If it's a plus, they're the underdog. That's what I meant. Um, yeah. The the plus the plus if you see plus and then the number, what that means is, you if you, you have to bet a hundred dollars to win that number. So like if the if the line if the money line is a plus one fifty four, you have to bet a hundred dollars to win a hundred fifty four dollars. If the if the money line is a minus. 154 that means you have to bet 154 dollars to win a hundred dollars so i know what the money line is i'm sure i'm sure a lot of people who know sports who know sports betting know what the money line is i'm not even gonna lie to you Corey. i don't know if you know this or not i don't know how to bet spreads i don't know what it means i don't like i have no idea what i'm looking at when i'm looking at spreads can you explain that oh yeah with spreads Let's say the score starts out 0-0. The spread is, like for example, the Bills-Jets game. The spread is minus 11.5 on the Bills. So there's two ways for you to look at it. You can look at it as if the Jets are starting off with 11.5 points at kick. Like, boom, kickoff, and Jets have 11.5. Okay. Or you can look at it as the Bills are trying to play catch-up from an from a, a 11.5 deficit. Depends on how you want to look at it. That's the easiest way to look at it. I typically, when I'm given a touchdown or better, I typically roll with the team that gives me a free touchdown. But if a line is 10 or more, it's 10 or more for a damn good reason. 
Okay. I believe last week's game between the Jets and the Patriots demoralized New York, and I think um, the Bills want to put a little bit of distance. So those two things playing against them, and also the Bills being a better football team holistically, and also getting an extra running back, meaning it's no longer a one-back system, that offense just became a 15% more explosive. And they were already probably the most explosive offense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll take the Bills against the spread in this game. Eleven okay. and a half. Does that does that make sense? Uh, somewhat. All right. So I'm gonna let you pick this next one and see if you have a bit a bit more of an understanding. It's Chargers Falcons. The line is minus three for the Chargers. The line is minus three for the Chargers. So that means the Chargers have to either. The Chargers have to either win or lose by less by three points or less. Yeah, they have to win by three points or more to cover the spread. Oh, so minus is still for the favorite. Yeah, minus is always the favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay, even for the spread. Even for the spread. Okay. So they have so minus three. They have to win by three or more points to cover, which means mm-hmm. that the Falcons. All they have to do, all the Falcons either have to, the Fal- the Falcons can either win or they can lose by less than three points. Exactly. I would take the Falcons. I think the Falcons are going to win that game head up. Which is why I would take the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And they're proven, and the Chargers, I mean, granted, they do have um, my boy Keenan Allen out, but it's Proven this year at four and three, they got to learn how to win. But we had that conversation already. Yeah. All right. Next one up, Colts Patriots line is five and a half. Um, Patriots are favored, and honestly, the Colts are so hit and miss this year. I'm gonna go New England. Because they're the only team that can have drama that don't matter. Like, they had a quarterback controversy and they just shut all that shit down. So, anytime I'm looking at the Patriots, I typically roll with that. I think the Patriots are a 500 ball club, but I think the Colts are a sub 500 ball club. And on top of that, the Patriots offense over the last three games has actually been producing pretty well. And the defense is finally looking like itself again. So I'm going to roll with the Patriots in this one. Minus five and a half. Okay. Then we got the uh, Dolphins and Bears. Um, line is minus four in favor of the Dolphins. Take the Dolphins in that one. Um, next matchup is a is probably the toughest one to play. Toughest one to pick. Because these games are always close as hell. Packers-Lions. For some inexplicable reason, these games are always close. The line is minus three and a half in favor of the Packers. I'm taking the Lions in this one. Hmm. No one has played No one has played more close games that just happened to fall on the other side of victory than the Detroit Lions. Keep this in mind. They were two plays away from beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Which that game amazing. was thirty. That game was thirty-five to thirty-eight. Let's not forget that. 
this Lions offense can put up points with anyone. And this Packers offense can uh, Packers defense can give up points to anyone. I seriously do believe that the Lions can beat them head up. But if you're going to give me three and a half, I'm going to take it. Next one, Panthers Bengals. Here's where my rule of a touchdown, I'll take it, comes into play. Line is minus seven and a half in favor of the Bengals. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers in this one, plus seven and a half. I think the Panthers are playing good football for the first time all year. I think they're playing with a lot of confidence. They, even though they're two and six, they're not playing to just get the game over. They're playing to win the game every time they take the field. That's a two and six ball club that very easily could be six and two because of the effort that's given. Just that sometimes they just happen to fall on the on the wrong side of things. But in this case, you're giving me seven and a half. I'm gonna take that seven and a half because I think the Panthers can can hang with them a little bit defensively. Mm-hmm. Next one, two hapless teams: Raiders, Jags. Line is minus two. Raiders. I'm going to take the Jags because I think they're a better football team. That's really the only reason. And anytime you have a line two points or less, you're picking a winner. You're legit just picking a winner. Two points or less, you're picking a winner. The most disrespectful matchup, Vikings-Commanders. Line is minus three in favor of the Vikings. Please give me the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. And we got Seahawks-Cardinals. In favor of the of the Cardinals by minus two, give me the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to beat them head up. Rams, Bucks. These are two teams that need a win terribly. Mm-hmm. But since the Rams have no receivers that they're going to even throw the football to, and a running game that's completely disappeared, I'm going to take the Buccaneers just because they got more options. And the line is minus three. Okay. All right. And here's the tough. Here's another tough matchup to pick. Titans Chiefs. They're both five and two, but the line is minus twelve and a half in favor of the Chiefs. So that tells you what they think about the Tennessee Titans. Take the Titans with the points. It's one of those rare cases where I kind of go against my own advice. The Titans have been playing really good football. The loss that they had to the Giants no longer looks like a bad loss. Because the Giants are also five and two. So they are five and two, but they lost to a five and two ball club. I believe all the Titans' losses were uh, were against um good opponents or division opponents. So I'm gonna take the Titans with the points. So and on top of that, I think they're gonna lose this game by ten anyway. So I'll take the points and get the dub. Last matchup: Ravens Saints. Line is minus two and a half in favor of the Ravens. And I'm gonna take Baltimore. I think they can. I think they're gonna beat the holy shit out of the Saints. Oh, you actually are gonna take Baltimore. Mhm. I think they're gonna beat the shit out of uh, out of New Orleans. It's Lamar Jackson in prime time. Yeah. I don't vote against somebody that goddamn electric when he's the only option to watch on TV. I, that, that, that sounds crazy to say on the sports like on the sports side of things, but it is what it is. Now, NBA basketball is a little bit harder to pick because the lines come out daily. 
So I can only give matchups for Saturday. Now, the money line in these games, Mike, you know it's, it's easy. You're picking a winner. Yep. Roll with it. Yep. And your wins come in multiples of 100. Now, in basketball, I believe the spread is harder to pick than the over-under. So in basketball, I typically do the over-under. So I'm going to do over-under for hoops. That includes college once we get to it. But first matchup on what would be considered today, Saturday. King's Magic over under 224.5. I'm going to go over because neither team plays good defense. So it's going to be a bunch of buckets, a bunch of them. So I'm going to roll with that. Next one, Nets, Hornets over 230.5. Dude, the Hornets are going to score 115 points. And I think the Nets are going to score around 115 as well. So just kind of looking at it that way, I'm going to roll with that as an over. Take the over on that one. You got Knicks, uh, Knicks Celtics. Knicks Celtics, 223 and a half. I'm going to take the under. I think the Knicks are going to play really good defense. I think so is Boston. It's going to make it a little bit tougher. And on top of that, it's a divisional matchup kind of a game, and both teams are still looking to really get the train rolling. So I think the Celtics are going to want to come out and play better defense, especially going against a, a divisional opponent that way, and also a rival on top of that. Pelicans-Hawks, Battle of the Birds. Um, 233 is the over-under. I'm going to say over because uh, the Pels are going to score. Point blank, they're gonna score. I mean, just the command that Zion gets and the shooting that's around them, they're gonna score. They're gonna average around 125 points a game if they continue to score at the clip that they do. So I think that's gonna be the case there. I think that over is pretty safe. It's a safe bet. Next one, Rockets, T Wolves, 229 and a half. This game's gonna have a lot of defense on one side and not a lot of offense on the other. So I'm going to roll with um, the T-Wolves to not be able to help themselves out here by playing too good a defense to not be able to cover the over. So take the um, the under in this one. Thunder Bucks, and the Bucks are still the only undefeated team in basketball. But um, the over-under is 224. I'm going to take the under in this one because the Bucks aren't going to put up a ton of points, and they're going to play really good defense. They're going to score around 108. And you're going to score around 101 to like 98. You're not going to score a ton. So I don't think this is going to even remotely touch. This might touch 200 points. But I don't think it's going to go no higher than that. Then we got two more matchups. Spurs Nuggets. The over-under is um, 235 and a fifth. I'm going to take the over. I think the Nuggets are going to drop a lot of points. I think the Spurs are playing with house money. It's gonna be a very free flowing game, so I'm gonna roll with the uh, I'm gonna roll with the over in that one. And there's been no release as of yet <clears throat> for for Blazers Spurs. I mean for um for Blazers um Suns. But if I had to put an over or under on it on it, I would go with 228. And I think they're gonna get over that. 
I think that's probably what that's projected out to be is around like the 228 line. Now, you can take a look at it and see. But the reason why um, I'm going to say – actually, I'm going to change that. I'm going to say um, that this that um, it's a no. It's a no-go. They're not going to get the over. No Dame Lillard, no Gary Payton Jr. Simons is um, to be determined. So it's Watford for the um, Trailblazers. And you got Cameron Payne, Aiden, Craig, and Wainwright, who is out for, for Phoenix. So I'm going to go with the under, actually. I'm take the under. Um, you're losing someone like Dame. You're losing a lot of offense. So I'm going to go with the under, uh, under 228. But that's how we look in NBA. That's how we look in NFL. Any questions about the any questions about the NBA? Nah, no. I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good too. Yeah, I'm good with the NBA. Yeah, and uh, NFL. Any questions whatsoever? The NFL just hard as shit to predict. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. The NBA is harder than the NFL. Really? There's so many. Yeah, as far as betting, oh, by a yeah. mile. By a mile. Hmm. Because in the NFL, I, I well, maybe it's because of how I pay attention to the sports. I think it's easier to bet NFL. College football is extremely difficult. Because there's so much talent now. Mm-hmm. That over-unders, I wouldn't even touch. And spreads are gonna are extremely difficult. There's only a few sure bet spreads in college football that you're gonna get. That's Notre Dame when they play any military academy, always take the military academy plus the points. I don't give a damn how bad they are. You know they're gonna run the football, you know the clock is gonna tick. And all you need to make sure that you're good is a couple of field goals, maybe even a touchdown and a couple of um, first downs per quarter, and you're pretty much set. That's how easy those are. Those are only real easy games to pick. But I don't want any parts of trying to pick the um, Florida State-Miami uh, game this weekend. I don't want to even remotely try it. Cool. Well, yeah, college is way can... hard. Ain't no problem, ain't no doubt. I had fun tonight. Oh yeah, no, it was a, it was a good too. night. It was a good night. Absolutely. All right, I'm ready to get up out of here though. That makes two of us. That makes three. I gotta, I gotta get up on this Call of Duty, see how that is. I gotta get on Death Loop too. I know I've been saying that for like the last two weeks. I still ain't got on Death Loop. You know, life, yeah. life and shit. So. Yeah, and I gotta get ready to go to sleep because I'm going to a certain school's homecoming tomorrow. So that's gonna be fun. Have yeah, fun, man, bro. Enjoy that. <laughs> I safe. will. I will, because the bruh's been calling me all the goddamn on time. All week. <laughs> Fred, you coming? You co- I know you coming, bruh. I know you coming, Fred. Come on. Come on, man. You ain't been, you ain't, we ain't rock with us since you stopped being the advisor, bro. Come on, rock with us. I was like, all right, man. Fuck it. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, look, let's get out of here, man. Go ahead. And let's end this. All right. Y'all go ahead, man. Say your parting words, man. Any last words for you? Walk that blank. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Last words, last words, last words. Uh, uh, Last words are 
Um, last words are if there's somebody in your life telling you that gaming is childish, make sure you let them know if they could kiss your ass. That's way cleaner than what I was going to (laughs) say. That's 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 my that's what I got. All right, and I'm a piss somebody off with this one, but if Crash Bandicoot is a Hall of Famer, yeah, so are you. I'm just playing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. But nah, real talk. And congrats to the games that got their banner raised. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Con- con- congrats to these. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot more as time goes on. Um, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some arguments. Oh, as yeah. far as time goes on, too, because as the list gets longer, the selection pool gets shorter. And this is this will not be like the NFL Hall of Fame, where if you played football, you get in. This is not going to be that. <laughs> this is not going to yeah. be that. So yeah, so this is this is definitely um, a different type of um, of a feature here. But we appreciate y'all for listening and all that good stuff. And also remember, if Draymond Green is a Hall of Famer, then so are you. We about this bad boy. See ya. Peace.